0: Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello
5: and welcome to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios and coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. We are live online, PR927FM.com and we are streaming on are we streaming on are we live on facebook is still a struggle struggle bus uh youtube should be up there all right you can watch the show on youtube and hopefully at some point soon Facebook, as uh, we have continued yep. to have issues with Facebook. We are on YouTube, but
6: uh, Facebook is still, I think, having some lingering issues from their outage on Monday.
5: All right. You can check us out on uh, YouTube and hopefully soon back on the Face Space. Uh, Clip Rock, Shirley Roach, Chandler Honeycutt here. Before we get going today, guys, I just want to uh, apologize for some of the tweets I had over the weekend and during the first half of the Washington Atlanta game. I said some things. I don't want to be. A distraction to the team so uh i apologize for that and, and hope we can move forward apology accepted thank you uh so urban meyer was on day three of his apology tour today in jacksonville to his team. what a joke he is, is he just going to apologize He's a joke <laughs> he's an absolute joke he really is he's going to apologize every day to to the team
6: he's going to get like the next home game for the jacksonville jaguars he'll get up out in midfield and grab a microphone and apologize to the crowd
5: i want to apologize i want to take this moment to apologize to all of you for uh the things i've done so we are uh, not going to
6: do the national anthem today folks we are going to actually get an apology from urban meyer then
5: he's gonna have to apologize to all the troops for not playing the anthem and it's just gonna just gonna keep rolling snowball keeps rolling uh the story yesterday was so he uh he didn't i don't know why we're starting the show with this i just thought about it out of the gate where he canceled meetings on monday and then he gave like an apology a half-hearted effort on tuesday and the reports from mike silver was that he <laughs> he said his apology he walked out and the whole team started laughing and he could hear them laughing i don't know how true it is <laughs> but that is hilarious if you have an entire team laughing at the head coach that is not a good sign that That's you are a functional a football sign. team
1: well and not just that but i mean The whole situation is laughable because he put himself there he could have easily just not
5: literally stayed behind and did not travel with the team
6: you know who's probably not laughing
5: who's that
1: trevor
6: lawrence yeah this is a guy who's known winning his whole football career he's
5: derrick anderson right now this isn't funny
6: oh you think this is funny i'm laughing you think this is funny (laughs) i'm not i'm not laughing
5: yeah you're right. He's
6: been. Do I won yeah. He's won in high school. He's won in college. Man, he hasn't won in the NFL because they have not won a football game yet. They're zero and four, and he played their best
5: win. game last Thursday. Yeah. Like it looked like things might have been turning. Yeah, I don't know about now. Uh, you know who they need to bring in to talk to the team. Tim Tabo. I Think it'd be great to be in that locker room right now. <laughs> Thoughts?
6: Well. That <laughs> ship, well that, that it, ship has sailed buddy. well you know as a motivational
1: speaker yes <laughs> yeah as football a, player
5: no no a tight end no, no. he no.
6: should be
1: like, he, he can't would, even throw a block he should be the director of morale sit, in yeah. preseason he couldn't even throw a block ah,
5: that was one clip taken out of context
1: oh taken out of
6: okay <laughs> who do we have on the show
1: today
5: uh, we've got uh urban Myers, pr director <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got The Voice, Jeff Charles, joining us in a few minutes as he will, uh, his, uh, his arms got to be hurting from doing so much painting over the last three weeks, a lot of painting in the purple for The Voice, and uh, he will talk Tulane, he will talk UCF, and more coming up later on this hour. Molly joins us at four o'clock to just rain on our parade about all we enjoy about sports, so looking forward to that. Uh, we'll hear from some pirate players coming up in hour number two. Fernando Frey, Demetrius Mooney, Owen Daffer, the surfing, skating pirate. Uh, we'll hear from the kicker coming up later on in the show. Mark Brown came to chat.com, joins us to recap last night's Yankees and Red Sox game and talk some MLB playoffs. You got the uh, NL card tonight. And at 5 o'clock, dang, we'll talk to Bryce Williams, who was fired up about these pirates, saw another tight end have a big performance on saturday this time it was ryan jones so uh bryce williams will give his thoughts on what's going on right now with ecu football which is uh a lot of optimism in the uh, the pirate program at the moment as they get ready to take on ucf let's get to today's rundown uh chandler honeycutt and man there are very few like blockbuster big-time trades in the nfl so when they happen it feels like a really big deal like you see pretty big deadline deals with major league baseball for example max scherzer and trey turner going to the dodgers it will be on full display tonight and
6: that was a negative uh trade for me as a nationals fan
5: uh you see them in hoops uh gal get dealt at the deadline a championship piece and, and things like that you rarely see them in the nfl so when Stefan Gilmore, and I'm gonna look it up right now, did he win like player defensive Defense player of the year? Player of the
6: year yeah. two years ago in two thousand nineteen. Two thousand nineteen, okay. Yeah.
5: Defensive player of the year, shipped out of New England, and who's gonna pick him up? Well, one of the most aggressive franchises out there right now, your Carolina Panthers.
6: It's crazy. Scott Fitter did say when he got the job that he's gonna be on every single deal and we saw this is two weeks in a row that we have gotten not just you know cornerbacks to put on the roster due to jc horn's injury we went out and got cj henderson from the jaguars last week who was a first round pick for the jaguars last year top 10 pick to be exact number nine overall and uh, to come and fill that void And then he was on the trade deal today. Didn't Fitterer
5: say when he first got there, like, he was going to be this kind of guy? He's going to be aggressive. And I think
6: he comes from a front office that was aggressive in Seattle. I think they were aggressive in the draft. We saw that this year with the Panthers. All the, I think, seven uh, trade backs in the draft this year, or trade ups, you know, trades uh, all around in the draft. We've seen a lot of trades so far. We've seen two in the past week. Uh, with CJ Henderson and then today Stefan Gilmore he is not afraid to go at it and I'm telling you this is what this is what this is telling Panther Nation we are in it to win it we're yeah. in it to make a run we're in it to make the playoffs we haven't want to win that. now they we don't want to win now rebuilding is over yeah. we're ready to go get it and that's what we're doing and it started well last week with CJ Henderson and then today with Stephon Gilmore.
1: And I think it's a complimentary piece to that defense that has really been very impressive this season.
5: They could have used him uh, against Dallas. Definitely but could have used moving him. Moving forward, a great piece to have against a passing attack like Tampa Bay has.
6: Absolutely. And then we actually did snag him because I believe I saw reports that Tampa Bay was going to try and go and get him.
5: And I'm glad, you know, I'm not a Panthers fan, but I'm glad he didn't go to the Bucks, Chiefs, even the Bills, like you know, namely the Bucks. I'm just glad he went <laughs> to a different team, yeah. and instead of just stacking all these kind of older veteran superstars like the Bucks have done. I'm glad to see him in a different locale.
6: Now he will not be eligible to play until Week Seven when the Panthers take on the New York Giants. And is, I cannot remember why. I believe it's because
5: does he put on some sort of I, list injury IR, list? Maybe does he I, have I, a big hairy cheater? I don't know. Does he smoke the devil's grass?
6: I don't know. Those are all good questions. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I didn't research that, and I actually have been concerned about that. Why we can't have them until week seven?
5: Uh, Do you mean to have our picks up here instead of the rundown? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just wondering. You're excited. Look, it's fine.
6: Well, it looks the exact same. Well, it doesn't. No,
5: it don't. A lot of numbers up here. The other one's just letters. But it's all right. It's good. I'm excited. I know you're excited good for you another reason to be excited if you're a panthers fan um jeans friday's coming up <laughs> that was a good one Hello. that's pretty good uh but <laughs> i cracked myself up on that one chris mccaffrey back in practice yes now is he just out there
6: it looked like he had pads
5: chilling on. or is he like working
6: the only video is he
5: uh what, what's the, uh, work, working hard or hardly working? God, yeah, I, I need to stop.
6: No, but it's looking good. I mean, the, I, I did not expect him to be back, especially today. Um, uh, but yeah, apparently Christian McCaffrey, who left the Houston Texans game a couple of Thursdays ago with a hamstring injury is back at practice for the Panthers. And that's a, a great sign. Uh, the offense has kind of, kind of taken a step back a little bit without Christian McCaffrey because he's about 80% of our offense but uh i mean we had you know dj moore stepping up in that role of big time plays for the panthers offense but once we can get christian mccaffrey back i'm really going to be excited about how explosive this offense can really be and sam darnold who would have believed that he would have led the national football league in rushing through four weeks with totally five sense. with five rushing touchdowns
5: yeah that's crazy uh, but that is the case right now. Panthers coming off a loss to the Cowboys, but we'll try to bounce back against the Eagles yes. coming up this Sunday. Some other NFL news. Speaking of the Cowboys, they released uh, linebacker Jalen Smith. So you've got – and all I saw, I love this too. One man's trash is another man's treasure. That goes for NFL players when you see – and especially goes for coaches. A coach gets fired somewhere and a team at a level below the team that just fired that coach is like oh man he'd be awesome here let's bring him in like yeah these guys just keep getting recycled right when i saw jalen smith was being released by dallas all i saw was washington i saw some carolina i saw every team's fan base on twitter saying sign him now bring Mm -hmm. him in you know you don't even know that he might have lost a step i saw some pretty poor highlights of jalen smith from so far this season but He's out there, and uh, everybody wants him. And honestly, as a Washington fan, I would take him at this point. Linebacker, not the uh, Washington strong suit uh, on the team this year. So Jalen Smith is available uh, if you would like his services. Stefan Gilmore is not because the Panthers pounced on him quickly. I can't believe we did that today. Shout out to uh, Belichick and the Patriots, too, for getting the news out there that they were going to release him and make him available for anybody which then signaled to gms hey before that happens let's go and make a trade yeah so the patriots made sure they got somebody are you worried we that belichick if he doesn't want this guy whoa there's something wrong with him belichick's not just going to give a let a guy walk who still has talent right when's the last time that happened tom brady all right you caught on to where i was going with that uh before that though there was some kind of voodoo. Anytime Belichick made a trade, you would just assume that the Patriots and Belichick are going to win that trade. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now the the magical fairy dust is off that now, I think, since Tom Brady's gone and won a Super Bowl with the Bucs. Yeah. And since the Patriots are 1-3 right now. yes. So, like, yeah, that Belichick voodoo is kind of worn off. It only took 20-plus years, but it appears it finally has. So yeah. I, I brought that up. Just to see if you'd catch on to what the, I was the doing Tom Brady. there. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Gave no. up
6: a twi- 2023 six-round pick. Yeah,
5: I mean, even if he does stink and can't play, what'd you give up? Nothing. Nothing.
6: Yeah. Absolutely nothing. And a stat to consider that I meant to mention a while ago. Stat
0: to consider. The stat to consider. For
6: Scott Fitterer, this is his 13th trade. This is his first year as the general manager for the Panthers. Since
5: he's been in Carolina.
6: Since he's been in Carolina, his 13th trade. He had seven in the draft.
5: All right, this man's getting a little out of control. We need to go back and grade all the trades at some point. I mean, this one's going to be an A-plus regardless. Unless, what round was Tom Brady picked in? Sixth.
6: 199.
5: They're going to get their next Tom Brady in the 2023 draft. (laughs) Oh, no. Belichick wins again. All right, so uh, there you go. Oh, Matt Nagy can't figure out who his starting quarterback is. He just names a different guy every day.
6: Well now he's got one.
5: Oh, that he had one yesterday. He comes out every day and names a starting quarterback.
6: But he's named one today for the rest of the year.
5: He's named one today for the the (laughs) rest Nick Foles. (laughs) He's named one today for the rest of the day. This could change tomorrow. Matt Nagy commits to Justin Fields as Chicago Bears starting quarterback going forward after he's named Andy Dalton the starting quarterback forty seven (laughs) times so far since this offseason.
6: I kind of believe him this time. (laughs)
5: <laughs> all right good so, you believe something him.
6: tells me that justin fields is going to be the guy for the rest of the year for the chicago bears
5: i'd almost he like has a different
6: attitude about him
5: i almost like to take a bet if i could get plus money on it that justin fields does not start every game the rest of the year like you he probably so? will but what if he throws three picks and Nagy's like fields is our future but we're going to go back to andy could you or,
6: imagine having that mindset? Or
5: yeah, he's had it all time. Or Andy is doing a great job coaching up Justin, but right now what we need is a win and we feel like Nick Foles and Nick, gives us the and best. Nick chance. Foles has
6: won a Super Bowl, he's a Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> Troy
5: wants to take the bet. Um I'm not gonna bet on that. But god you guys are really confident in what Matt Nagy has to say all of a sudden. Just saying he's only said andy Dalton is a starter 82 times yeah i said 47 a minute ago i just went up 40 more wow because maybe he
6: just said it five more times
5: all right uh so there you go bear stink moving on would you rather have (laughs) i'm not gonna do any taylor heineke comparisons right now i know thank you chase young hey chase young how about you do something How about that whole defense do something? I'd never say that to his face or in the vicinity of him.
6: What are your thoughts on Jack Del Rio?
5: (laughs) Why would you ask me that right now? If you've got a defense going into the year that was looked at as one of, not even top five, like the best defense, especially the defensive line, and you're giving up a boatload of points to Daniel Jones, 53-year-old Matt Ryan, Herbert and the Chargers moved the ball up and down the field. They got really lucky in that game; they didn't give up thirty plus. And then, oh yeah, they gave up sixty to the Bills.
6: Is he gone before the end of the season?
5: I don't know, Ron Rivera. Uh, you tell me. What's Ron Rivera's? Uh, Ron Rivera a very loyal guy.
6: He's fired a defensive coordinator in in the middle of the season before.
5: Okay, yes, he's gone before the end of the he's season.
6: He's taking over the defensive play calling before
5: all right uh i can see that happening then because jack del rio you're not going to get rid of the Stacks. players at some point it's it's something's got to change
6: it's the same defensive front it's the same i mean it's i know
5: same. with matt with guys back from injury right doesn't make any sense they suck and I think the
6: biggest thing and i think you've already mentioned it but the the no pressure on quarterbacks with that front four yeah has been just head scratching because I've been able to watch and like, I watch Panthers games at tiebreakers and, and and places, and and I go, all right, I'm gonna go and check out the Washington football team, and there's hardly any pressure on that defensive front. Yeah, and guys are running free going, in like, the you secondary. Got De De'Aaron De- Payne and Deron Deron De- Payne, sorry, and Chase Young. Chasse. Chasse Young, <laughs> you got all those former first round and like top tier college football players that are known for creating pressure not putting any pressure at all and it's just kind of like what's going on in washington
5: don't know but jack del rio needs to uh go to, to re-go he needs to uh they, they gotta turn it around fast they've got the saints this week whose offense stinks yes outside of alvin Kamara,
6: i was really hoping the patriots would beat them who the saints that was last week
5: all they right. couldn't all right uh consecutive straight up wins in games favored by at least 10 points ah huh, okay Brad mcmurphy just put out a stat east carolina has 20 straight wins when they're favored by 10 plus points Duh, those have to date back to like the rough days and riley days because we haven't been favored by 10 points very much of course that streak almost came to an end uh against charleston southern earlier this year all right uh ucf still a 10 point favorite by the way as they uh will host the pirates coming up on saturday our pregame coverage begins two o'clock on the bud light pregame tailgate will be with you uh getting you ready for east carolina and ucf as they try to pull off the road upset east carolina has won a game already this year on the road where they were 10 point dogs so it's happened once
6: and 17 point a uh, deficit with seven thirty in the Left
5: him to go. Wow, that was well said, buddy.
6: <laughs> left, left to go in the fourth quarter. Speaking of
5: well said, I A burgly a burglarly, a burgley. Thank you, Jay Pays. I'm gonna send you a screenshot of something I saw about John Gruden. And I want you to read the quote if you don't mind. <laughs> uh we'll do that in a moment. Uh last night, hey. Red Sox Shirley.
1: I told you it was going to be a party in Fenway.
5: You did. We Carolina. Red Sox beat Garrett Cole and the Yankees. Uh something to They paid
1: all that money to Garrett Cole
5: and he wet the bed. 6 to 2 was the score. Garrett Cole got 6 outs, I think, in yep. the game. Somebody break down his salary per out he got last night in that game for me. Uh, and the Red Sox get the win. Kyle Schwarber hit one a million feet.
1: Oh, That was an absolute no-doubter. And it I think the exit velocity, they said, was 110 miles an hour.
5: We need to get uh, John Sterling's call on the ball that Giancarlo Stanton hit. That was pitiful. <laughs> that, that everybody thought was gone. Uh, <laughs> Did you imagine going down the street listening to him on the radio? I know. It was one of the worst. I'm gonna send it to you on um, Pirate Radio's Twitter, Shirley, okay. so you can just pull it up real quick. Um, and from what I understand, he was there at the game. This was not like a remote broadcast. But either way, it was uh, one of the all-time bad. This is it's gone. this is the most dramatic single call of all time. What was it first inning single? And John Sterling called it. Uh, perfectly okay, can we pull that up yeah
1: i'm just getting ready to pull
5: it up here going on <laughs> the pitch to stanton
7: there it goes deep left it is high it is far that is god out of the ballpark a stantonian home run
1: now what what did what did i do wrong what did i see wrong He's at first base. <laughs> it's called it hit the green monster. <laughs> hit it again. Let's keep it rolling. keep left. It is high. It, it is far.
8: far. it's
4: gone. Bad. Out of the ballpark. That's a, a Stantonian. Stantonian home run. Negative, Ghost Rider. Now, what, what, did, what did I do wrong? What, what did, I did I see wrong? wrong? <laughs>
5: what did I do wrong? What you
6: did wrong, pal, was that you didn't see the ball go out. It hit off the it Green
1: hit, Monster. It hit off the Green Monster and it was no question it hit the wall.
5: And like thirty one uh twenty eight other stadiums, that's a fly ball to left field cult Yeah. <laughs> and he had it out of the stadium and it was a uh, the first single in major league baseball history to leave the stadium <laughs> last night in fenway <laughs> Tonight, Dodgers Cardinals.
1: Who have you got in that game?
5: i'll tell you who i want to have i want to have the cardinals but am i gonna pick against max scherzer in the playoffs no sir and no ma'am
6: no siree
5: yeah i just see him going out there being his psycho self talking cussing at himself
6: multi-colored eyes
5: yeah that guy's a freak uh shout out to my my peeps who's your peeps people my age have
6: them call me have them
5: call my nah peeps. you're too young bro scherzer is 38 37 and adam wainwright 40 years old pitching tonight man those are my peeps i
6: remember playing with him in like mlb 2 k I'm, I'm older saying,
1: than both
5: of them i you were saying little league i remember when adam wainwright was on my team
6: back in my day <laughs> all
5: right let's take a timeout. we'll come back when we return the voice jeff charles joins us to talk some pirate football which is a fun topic to talk about right about now We'll do it when we return on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live after this.
0: Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom T-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. If you've got damage from wood rot, smoke, or fire, or even water, consider it all fixed. If you've got damage, use a contractor that works for you and not your insurance company. Visit fixednc.com today or call 999 0001. That's three nines, three zeros, and a one. Fixed NC, restore, renew, maintain. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Barat.
5: Back with you on a Wednesday. William on YouTube says Cliff and Chandler, give me a stat line you will have to pull the upset in Orlando this weekend. Stat to consider. All right. Well, first of all, they're gonna to need to force three turnovers minimum.
6: I was thinking I saw his comment too. I was thinking definitely I don't know of an exact stat, but third down conversions is definitely gonna to have to be an improvement.
5: <laughs> better than uh twenty five percent? Yes. Better than twenty two percent, whatever we are. I haven't even looked at where we are because I was so happy about the fourth down conversions. I'm choosing not to look at third downs until we get to Saturday. Yeah. Uh, That's – yeah, that's a key. Keep the drives going. Uh, East Carolina has shown that they are an explosive play offense. I think at this point in the season we can say that that's what we are with Keaton Mitchell, with Snead on the big fourth down play. CJ's had a big one. So we've had our our big plays, some gadget plays as well. Can we be the team that we were – at the end of the third and the beginning of the fourth that drive they went on that consumed three four five minutes rajay runs it in consume
6: so much clock keep their defense on the field get their defense gassed
5: all right there's your two stats time or three stats win the turnover battle win time of possession time of possession and third downs above 50 percent absolutely all right there you go william that was our off off the cuff answers to your question all right, let's hear what Jeff Charles has to say about this matchup and look back at the win over Tulane as he joins us on the Fixed NC live line Voice, how you doing today?
8: Clip? I'm doing great, and I was just thinking, I wonder if this is our trip to Orlando it's for a football game. As we all know, UCF is joining uh, the Big 12, so I don't know when they're going. I don't think anybody knows at this point. But it could be the Pirates' last game against the Knights in Orlando at the bounce house. Certainly, as a member of the American Athletic
5: Conference. Yeah, you're right, Jeff. And uh, talked to Mark Daniels earlier this week, and talked about those guys heading to the Big Twelve, and hopefully uh, we can send them out in style uh, with a with a pirate win. And Jeff this game does not look as insurmountable as it did when the schedule came out. you you've got UCF now without Dylan Gabriel and they got a ton of injuries they're dealing with right now just lost to Navy. Mark Daniels talked about the week after Navy you're always feeling those cut blocks a little more so look UCF's a, a double digit favorite uh they you know could walk away with a win on Saturday but it doesn't look like the uh, the massive upset it, it would have been when we first saw this schedule come out.
8: I think you're exactly right, Cliff, and uh, I'm sitting here doing my homework this afternoon on UCF. Yes, they're very good, but they don't seem to be the powerhouse that they have been in past years when East Carolina would play them, and you would think, well, this is not going to be very pretty when ECU's program has been down. So, yes, I think the Pirates have a better shot at them uh, Saturday than they've had in uh, quite a few years, and you can't discount, of course, how important the quarterback is, and... Dylan Gabriel going down is a big loss for them, and they're playing this true freshman now, and Mikey Keene, who's a really good talent, but he is a true freshman. And so we'll see what uh, the Pirates can dial up for him uh, coming up on Saturday. And they still have all that speed, though, Cliff, and you know, down through the last number of years when they've been so good, they've been the fastest team in the American Athletic Conference on both sides of the ball, and especially offensively. And they still have a lot of speed all over the field, so... That is a big concern, but I don't think they are the powerhouse that they were a few years ago, and I do think the Pirates have a better shot at them on Saturday than they have had in a while.
5: No doubt, and it's about what UCF's dealing with right now. And, Jeff, you've got a red-hot Pirate team, three straight wins, first time you've painted them purple three straight times since 2014 so Jeff it's been a while since we've seen a run like this from East Carolina and uh, they did it in all facets on Saturday Mike Houston said it uh, at his press conference this week he said that's the the kind of football he has been wanting to see since he got here to Greenville offense defense special teams complete win complimentary football whatever you want to call it Jeff it was on display Saturday at Dottie Ficklin Stadium
8: It really was, Cliff, and it was a terrific performance. You know, as great as 52 points is, and 52 points in a football game is a terrific performance. By your offense, I'm hearing so many more Pirates fans talking about how great the defense
5: looked
8: and how physical they were, and they were. Now, they did give up 29 points, but in this day and age of college football, that's not all that bad. And uh, there were just so many big hits, and the guys played physical, and they played fast. And I think that's a, a big factor, too this new term we're hearing here the last year or two about triggering in defense with your team. Uh, We saw the Pirates trigger a lot quicker, I think, on Saturday. And I think that means a couple of things. And, And number one is that they're feeling a lot more comfortable in Blake Harrell's defense. Now that he is in his second year, they don't have to think so much. They just go out there and play. And I think that's what we saw on Saturday. We saw so Many big hits. I mean, there was no question that East Carolina was the more physical team against Tulane this past weekend. Now let's see if they can carry that over to the game coming up on Saturday. I will tell you that UCF has a lot more speed all over the field than what Tulane had. So it's a little bit more difficult to perhaps make some of those tackles against guys who are really, really fast. But we'll see what the Pirates can do. I feel good about them. I feel good where they are right now. I think the chemistry is excellent. I think the locker room is Terrific! Uh, the guys were really, really fired up after the game on Saturday. We do our post-game network radio show right outside the locker room, and that was as loud of a pirate locker room clip that I've heard in a long, long time. The guys were really fired up, and and rightly so. They played well. They worked so hard. It's great to see all the blood, sweat, and tears come to fruition with a game like that. And so, yes, everybody right now feeling really good about pirate football, and feeling good about going down to Orlando and playing uh, really well
5: on Saturday. Jeff Charles joining us, voice of the Pirates. Jeff, you're you're not a player or a coach. You, you still are certainly week-to-week week with all the preparation you do and work you do going into each game, but how much do you take a glance ahead? How much do you scoreboard watch and try to count up wins? Uh, you know, uh, mythical wins for East Carolina this year to try to get to six, game, uh, six wins and a bowl game. How much are you doing that week-to-week? Week?
8: <laughs> well, I guess I'm like the typical fan, I look at the schedule and say, yeah, the Pirates have a chance to win this one. Yeah. That one's going to be tough, and this one's a game at home that you could win, and the one on the road's going to be tough, but, you know, we go week to week so much in this business, as you well know, Clip. and after the Marshall game, what well, did every Pirates fan talk about? Uh, the Marshall game uh, with, with Navy, that first game, they said, well, Navy's really bad this year, and, and yeah, they're going to win that game when the Pirates play Navy. And then, of course, they <laughs> knocks off UCF. Lake yeah. the Pirate fans are saying, oh, boy, you know what it's like when East Carolina plays Navy. That's always <laughs> tough. I don't know if we can win that. Right so,
5: well, you do these <laughs> things in pencil, Jeff, so you can erase them, you know, after the fact because it changes.
8: <laughs> no doubt. But that's what's fun and that's what fans do. And, and of course, uh, uh, as you know, coaches and players have to approach it differently, Clip and. Like Mike Houston has said, and this is nothing new, coaches all over the country say this, you have to go 1-0 and 0 every week, and that's where their focus has to be. And they do have the 24-hour rule. I remember when Ruffin McNeil talked about that years ago, about after a big win or after a loss, you've got 24 hours to either flush it away or celebrate, and then you got to get right back to work. So Mike Houston's a the taskmaster. Uh, these guys are very disciplined. They work extremely hard. And I'm sure he's gotten the attention of his football team, and they put to the game last week, which was a great win, they put that one behind him, and uh, they're full speed ahead now on UCF. It's just that kind of a business where you just can't, you just can't sit around and, and sulk when you lose, and you just can't celebrate more than a day after you win a game. It's right back to the grindstone, and it's right back getting prepared for the next one, and that's where they are. They've been having really good practices. They had really good practices last week, Clip, going into the game with Tulane. They had a good practice yesterday. Uh, they're going to be excited. They're going to be ready to go because until the last couple of years where Cincinnati has taken over now as the big dog in the American Athletic Conference, UCF had that run in which they were the big dogs in, in the AAC. And These players know that, and they know this is a, a signature-type game for ECU football, so They'll be pumped and, and ready to go, and I know they'll they'll play hard and they'll give a great effort in Orlando on Saturday.
5: Gonna need everybody uh, clicking on all cylinders, and that was the case on Saturday, Jeff. I believe four receivers uh catching for over fifty yards in that game, and you had your usual suspects with you know, CJ and Tyler Sneed, but Ryan Jones kinda saw him break out for the first time on Saturday. Jeff caught a touchdown from Mason Garcia. The Mason Garcia package has become a thing each week, so we're seeing some new wrinkles from Donnie Kirkpatrick, but Ryan Jones looks like he could be a weapon in this offense the second half of the year. Voice, uh, especially when teams are keying in on, on Sneed and CJ and and uh, and the great backs in the backfield, you got a nice weapon there in Ryan Jones and of course Shane Calhoun as well, who has uh, had his breakout game uh, in Huntington against Marshall. So, a couple new uh, weapons to the arsenal for East Carolina.
8: Yeah, no doubt about that. Ryan Jones uh, is scary. As athletic as he is, Clip. I remember talking in the preseason with Holton Aylers, and I said to Holton, uh, what do you think about this guy Ryan Jones? And his his eyes just lit up. And he said, this guy is just uh, an incredible athlete. You don't go to Oklahoma unless you're an incredible athlete, which he did out of Mallard Creek High School in Charlotte. and was playing defense for Lincoln Riley, wanted to come back a little bit closer to home and play on offense. So the Pirates gave him that opportunity. And I just think we're going to see him continue to emerge. When you have that kind of athletic skill and talent, it's going to come to the surface sooner or later. And, you know, he's just getting his feet wet now, playing offense and learning Donnie Kirkpatrick's system. And he did have a breakout game for him last week, and I think we'll see him more a part of the game plans moving forward. But he's scary. He really is athletically. And so you're right. They've got another weapon there, and, Fans, uh, they love to see the tight ends involved in, in the offense and love to see the tight ends making catches and run after the catch. And they've got two guys now doing that. And then you've still got Zach Bird and, and Aaron Jarman, who are two more tight ends who are being used primarily now in blocking situations. But you know Zach's a, a really good player. He just had not had a chance to catch the ball yet. Aaron Jarman played a lot at Temple before he transferred here back home for his uh, final year of eligibility so you know we may see those two guys before the season is over make catches as well from the tight end position so they've got a lot of numbers and that's what we've talked about clip with the overall football program here that that's what Mike Houston has been able to do is now in his third season there is some quality depth and this is still a very young football team a lot of these guys are going to be able to come back and and play next year, and they've got what looks to be a pretty good recruiting class coming in for next year as well. So I think finally, for the first time in a long time, we're seeing the numbers get better, and we're seeing the depth better and quality depth now at just about every position. And so the program looks a lot more solid now, Cliff, than it has in a long time.
5: Yeah, you're right, Jeff. I take part in this little, uh, it's like a blogger Uh, AAC poll every week a guy from Tulane who um, covers the program there in New Orleans put it together a few years ago and I guess I, I represent the East Carolina. You got a representative from every team in the American, and we we do our rankings every week. And East Carolina is number five in that poll this week, Jeff. And uh, the creator of that poll says that's the highest they've been since uh, this poll was created a few years ago. So just to see East Carolina fifth among AAC teams in a, a non-official doesn't matter blogger poll still means something, Jeff, because... Uh, you know they just have not been able to creep in that top half of the American for years and years and years now. Kind of been at the basement. So look, that's going to change as well as the year goes on. But seeing East Carolina ahead of some of these teams that have beaten ECU so many times over the years is uh, it's got to be a it's a, a good feeling for Pirate fans and of course the uh, the players and coaches as well.
8: Well, I tell you what, Cliff, it's a show of respect, It yeah. hasn't been a whole lot of respect for the program in the last few years because of the way it has been losing and. In- going into the opening game of the conference season last week against Tulane, East Carolina's record in the American was 16 and 40, 16 and 40 in football in the American athletic conference. It's 24 games under 500. And so you don't really have to editorialize too much about that. That speaks for itself. And so now hopefully the pirates are going to be able to be more competitive in this league. And, you know, it doesn't take much for fans, uh, especially East Carolina fans, to get excited, Clip, And you've heard me say this dozens of times, and I will continue to say it as long as, as I'm here. The fact is that when you give these folks and you give this fan base something to get excited about, I mean, they rally behind it, and it comes quickly. It only takes, like now, three straight winning games for the Pirates, and you can see how the attitude has changed and how people want to get behind the program again. And you got to give them a product, though, and that's been that's been the problem with football and at ed- basketball at ECU in the last number of years. They, they just have not had a product to get excited about, and it's so very, very difficult to bring that excitement and sell tickets and get people involved if you're continuing to lose year after year. Well, you know, you, you start winning a few games, and that attitude can change in a hurry. Now, we don't want to put the cart before the horse because. The Pirates have two really tough road games now coming up, and there is that feeling that people live from week to week. So if the Pirates can't win at UCF, which will be tough on Saturday and can't win at Houston, which will be tough later on in uh, this month, then all of a sudden you know, you've know, you got a couple of back-to-back losses and, and people start saying, well, they're still not ready to turn the corner yet. So, again, it's, it's a week-to-week basis. Uh, you got to take care of business this week at UCF, and and then I think the open date week, and we'll talk about it next week. Of course, clip is coming at a good time. It's coming smack dab in the middle of the season. Yeah, six games in, you got six games to go. I know in past years, East Carolina had some some really early open dates, like maybe after a couple of games, and then sometimes I think there was a couple of years there you played like ten games or nine games before you had an open date, and at that point, it really doesn't do you a whole lot of good. So the open date's coming at a great time, six in and six to go, right in the midpoint of the season. So, uh, you know, there a lot of things are lining up the right way, Clip, and another good thing is the fact that they've been able to stay away from major injuries. Yeah, I mean, there have been a couple here and there, but you hear me talk about it all the time. When we visit in August, you got to keep your key guys healthy, and they have been able to do that for the most part. They've had some offensive line injuries, and Bailey Malevic, the starter at right tackle, went down. For the year which which is not good but overall this has been a healthy football team which you have to have if you're going to win football games especially at programs like ecu so you know right now the the dominoes are are following the right way but it's a week-to-week basis and you got to be ready to go every week and you got to stay healthy so You know, we got a long way to go yet in this football
5: season. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, uh, next week during the bye week, we'll talk a little hoops. Already got uh, your partner in crime lined up, Cy Seymour, for uh, a chat next week. And uh, folks listening right now, I, I hope you're sitting down. I got some shocking news. Cy Seymour says ECU hoops will be better this year. So, just uh, <laughs> yeah. everybody, everybody relax. <laughs> <laughs> this streak continues. But I tell you what, nobody can fire me up for ECU basketball like Sai Seymour. And uh, we'll do that next week, right here on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, you talk about week to week, focus on the next opponent, try not to, to think about what's coming up down the road. Uh, how tough is that for Luke Fickle in Cincinnati right now? Because they got past the tough part of their schedule with Indiana on the road and, of course, a trip to South Bend where they really handled the Irish with ease last week. So now their challenge might be, Jeff, just kind of staying focused the rest of the way. They might be good enough to to beat some of these teams if they're not 100% focused, but now if you're Cincinnati, you just don't want to get tripped up and you want to keep this winning going and see if you can find yourself in the top four.
8: Yeah, no doubt. Well, Luke Fickle's an excellent coach. He's a lot like Mike Houston. He's a taskmaster and I'm sure he has the attention of that football team now. Uh, we always talk about these are 19, 20, 21 year old guys. So sometimes things can go off the rails too. But you know, I, I really think that uh, that he he he'll keep his team focused. And and wouldn't it be incredible? I know we're looking down the road here, Clip, and and you mentioned this to me about how I look down the road at games, which I don't a whole lot. But I keep thinking to myself, wouldn't it be great if Cincinnati comes in here? Undefeated on November the 26th, and they've got all these great plans, and maybe they're going to make the final four, and the Pirates upset them in Greenville, and, and you know spoil the whole apple cart. Oh yeah, uh, that would be an incredible win, an incredible night if that if that could happen. But we got a long way to go, and Cincinnati's really good, and and Desmond Ritter, he, he's just made so many strides as the quarterback at UC. He's just such a handful. I mean, he throws a he throws it well. And then when the pocket breaks down, he can take off, and you know he can run 60, 70 yards for a touchdown. He's just really, really good. And so when you've got a quarterback like that, as long as he stays healthy and he makes plays, they're going to be they're going to be tough, and they're so physical on defense. Uh, they're the most physical team in the conference. And as I mentioned, they have supplanted UCF. UCF was the team in this league for a number of years, but but now it's Cincinnati, especially the last couple of years. And so you're losing, if you're the American, you're losing your, your top two football programs in, in UCF and in Cincinnati, and then Houston's not too far behind. So that's not good for the league, but it's good for those programs So we are going to be moving on to the Big 12.
5: Jeff Charles joining us. I guess all eyes on the Big Ten this week, Jeff, as uh, you've got several teams there in the top 15, top 25, and you've got, according to um, Chris Felica, Uh, From ESPN, uh, the the stat guy there uh, on college game day says this will be the first top five Big Ten matchup uh, since 1997 that did not include Ohio State in that matchup. Uh, it'll be Penn State and Iowa uh, going at it on Saturday. And one of those teams, both of those teams in the top five right now, so one will drop, one will keep their spot. And uh, we saw several top ten teams lose last week, Jeff. It's a wacky world of uh, college football. I'm really enjoying this season with a lot of upsets and kind of some different names in the top 25. And we'll see what happens between Iowa and Penn State right now. Uh, both of those teams 5-0 and heading into the showdown on Saturday.
8: Yeah, that's the national game of the week. There's no doubt about that. Two uh, really good teams. One of them is going to come out of there, of course, uh, with a loss. And then uh, in a little bit closer to home, Coastal Carolina. People really keep an eye on them, too, Clip. And they're number 15 this week. And they play at Arkansas State tomorrow night on national television. So look how fun! How much fun it is to, to follow them and what a great story they are. BYU's having a great year uh, as well. They're, they're still undefeated. Sonny Dykes and
5: SMU getting in the top 25 for the first time, Jeff.
8: Yeah, exactly. They got in at number 24 this week. And uh, i tell you what, they, they got that explosive offense, and they can throw the ball all over the field and cause people trouble. So that's a good story for the American as well. Michigan uh, is having a good year, too. And they're, they're a blue blood that's kind of back, at least for right now. Uh, they're undefeated as well, Cliff. So, yeah, there are a lot of great storylines in college football this year. And, of course, the biggest one is can anybody knock off Alabama? And right now you would think the only team that has a shot at him is Georgia.
5: Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, before we let you go, uh, you've got the National League wild card game coming up tonight. I've laid out a path for the Braves to to make a run here, and that path has to include the Cardinals winning tonight tonight. And kind of opening things up in the National League. I still think it's the Dodgers at the end of this thing. But if the Cardinals can stay hot and win tonight, that opens things up for Milwaukee, Atlanta. Uh, of course, San Francisco might be the favorite. I'm just not ready to to crown them over the Dodgers quite yet on the National League side of things. American League, it'll be the Red Sox and the Rays, White Sox taking on the Astros. Jeff, uh, any thoughts on playoff baseball and, and who we see standing at the end of it?
8: Well, the Cardinals went on that remarkable run, what was it, 17 wins in a row, and the Reds were right there with them, and then all of a sudden, the Cardinals, like I mentioned, won 17 in a row, and the Reds started to flounder, and so they ended up blowing them out and getting that playoff spot, but they are just absolutely red hot going into the playoffs, and that does, that does really mean a lot. I think, again, we talk about storylines in college football. There are a lot of great storylines in Major League Baseball. How about Tony La Russa? He's 76 years old. He comes back. A lot of people thought maybe the game had passed him by or whatever. And the White Sox just uh, demolished everybody in the American League Central Division. And so they're a fun story. Houston's a fun story just because of where they've been the last couple of years and the controversy that has surrounded them. And you know, Clip, we, we just, uh, in the Eastern time zone here, we, we just kind of lose track of what goes on on the West Coast, and those games are always so late. So you don't know that much about the San Francisco Giants, yeah. but you really do follow them on a base, uh, a per-game basis. But, my goodness, look how good they have been this year. They've been they've been terrific. So they're really good. The Dodgers, as we know, uh, the champs are really good as well. So it's got to be a lot of fun. Um I know New York Yankee fans aren't too happy <laughs> the Yankees today. and You know how fans are. They want to fire Aaron Boone now after oh, yeah. four years and the general manager and everybody else. But uh, the Red Sox took it to them last night, and, and good for the Red Sox winning at home. That was quite an atmosphere. So they've got some momentum now as well. So it's going to be fun. Playoff baseball is great, just like uh, NBA playoffs and just like the NFL playoffs and, of course, the National Hockey League and Stanley Cup playoffs. Sometimes uh, those games are some of the most exciting in sports. Yeah, we're in a good time of the year right now. Clip with uh, a lot of stuff going on, and it's a lot of fun to watch.
5: Yes, sir. Uh, fantastic time of the year if you are a sports fan. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff enjoyed the chat today. As always, we will talk to you uh, coming up Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll check in with you live from the bounce house coming up Saturday.
8: Yeah, for the Bounce House. Officially now, the Bounce <laughs> House. That used to be the nickname for the stadium, but now it is the name of the stadium, officially, the Bounce House. So we'll be down there bouncing along, and <laughs> we'll uh, we'll talk to you on Saturday.
5: Sounds good. Thank you, Jeff. All right,
8: Cliff. Thank you.
5: The Voice, Jeff Charles, joining us on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back, wrap up hour number one, and get ready for hour number two, where Molly joins us to talk postseason baseball, golf, the sport of american football and more got that got some player interviews fernando fry demetrius mooney owen daffer and mark brown from camdenchat.com on the way in a busy hour number two a lot more to go on pirate radio live back with you after this
0: Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University SportswearNC.com. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. The best place in Greeville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock.
5: Your uh, sports trivia question today. Can anyone name the <laughs> the uh, Padres manager that just got fired without Googling who it is? Not you, Chandler. Not you, Molly.
1: Oh, what is it? Oh, it's just me?
5: Well, we just saw his name. And no, you can't do it, and I don't know if anybody can.
1: Is his last name Rios or something? Nope. Who is it?
5: Well, hello, uh, hello, hello, hello. The Tingler. They call him the Tingler. What? Was that supposed to be funny? <laughs> no. no that's, that's, t- his name is Jace Tingler. I have
6: to take a tingle. <laughs>
5: oh, <laughs> I have to take a tingle. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Giannis. Jace Tingler and yeah where are the padres where are the i feel like the john travolta meme looking around the room they're not in the playoffs no they're gone a lot of talent a lot of money mully speaking of a lot of money mike mullis is here what's up mully
7: no not a whole lot
5: uh we have to do a short segment here because i went long in hour one so we need a quick quick little segment and we're going to talk about bryson versus brooks now this is going to be awesome chandler and i are so fired up for this mully it's gonna be one of the best events of the year. I know you're excited too, right? Bryson versus Bro—were they fighting? They're on the golf course today.
7: Have you not 12? heard about this? Really?
5: No. No. All right, totally. breaking news for Mike Wallace.
7: Yeah. Did this is, did this come out today or something? Are they playing a came out yesterday. Play? Uh, Bryson Mono and E-mono.
5: Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Koepka will play a twelve hole match. Who cares?
0: <laughs> Who
5: freaking cares? And I mean. <laughs> Well,
0: that's why I brought it's, it up. It's a love fest. I like what
5: Chandler and I are
0: in. How something? the hell do
5: you play a 12-hole match? God. I just wanted you to crap on this, and boy, you have done it right out of the gate. A gates. 12-hole match? You didn't
7: let me finish. I don't care. Stop. Look, they're going to play 12 and do what for the other six?
1: Here's the scary part about this whole thing is that they nailed your reaction. <laughs>
7: well.
5: This is ridiculous. <laughs>
1: We were talking about this yesterday and they literally said, well, this is what Mully's going to say. Let's
5: do a bit where we're really excited about something and Mully's going to come out of left field and crap on We don't have to do a bit. That sucks. (laughs) And if you guys are excited about that, I think a whole lot less of you than I did before I walked in. Which wasn't a lot to begin with.
7: No, that's not true. First off, you can't have a freaking 12-hole match.
5: Can I tell you when it is? Yeah, go ahead. All right. It is uh, the same day as East Carolina Cincinnati. It'll be... So they're only playing 12 so they can catch a game? Yeah, they want to. It could be a historical game,
7: uh, or hysterical.
3: <laughs>
5: you know, and I got a question Is about that, that. Supposed to be funny?
7: Well, I got a question about that. So, I still should. Should, oh, yeah. should as a conference, should we want Cincinnati to lose? Like, if it comes down to that game, the financial reward of Cincinnati going to where they would go potentially. Yeah, far, I mean, we we kind of need the money.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's kind of a torn-between-two-lovers kind of deal there. No, we, we still... I, I mean, it depends on who you ask. Mike Houston wants to win. I'm sure he does. And it would be cool. Does they, John Gilbert want to win it?
7: I don't know. <laughs> the CFO with, with, with the, you know, the athletic department funds certainly would love the million-dollar trickle-down they would get or better. All
5: right. This is going to be the day after Thanksgiving, November 26th at the Wynn Golf Club in Las Vegas. It'll be a 12-hole match between Bryson and Brooks. It'll be... On TNT. The
9: keys to victory this week a little bit, if anything.
5: <laughs> Thank you, Mark Lindsey. You, you, so you're not... You're, ca-
9: why you're
7: why going to watch it? I'm not going to watch it. Twelfth whole match? Yeah. Like, we've kind of gotten spoiled by the Black Friday match being like, uh, uh, an event. Tiger and Phil. Yeah. How, it's only those two dudes would decide hey, you know what? We're just going to, because we're both so strange, we're going to play 12 holes. That is a weird deal. Yeah. How, do, how do they decide? And it's how do they decide? What would the equivalent of that be? We're going to play a four inning baseball game.
5: Let's just get together. But it's and... like not even nine, it's 12. Like it's a little over half. Yeah. Pl- play a nine holer if that's what you're going to mm-hmm. do. Yeah.
6: So you weren't a fan of, you know, like, the Mickelson and, and Brady and Manny? Yeah, and-
7: I, I thought those were cool little exhibitions. This isn't even – this is an exib-
5: – there ain't an It ain't even the whole match. All right. I, I saw I'm, where you were going there. Uh, okay. So you're going to be watching uh, other things, Black Friday shopping. Not paying attention, man. To it, it, we had so much fun a, a couple
7: years back uh, watching that. I remember it, you yeah, telling me about we that. Had, yeah, like we a, had a dang. We party. had a bunch of guys over, and yeah. man, we you know because all the kind of all the ladies were out shopping or whatever. So we, man, we got together and watched that. It was so much fun. And this is, um, yeah, it's ridiculous.
5: All right. Mike, just another thing Mike Mullins doesn't like. Tell me somebody that really likes that, genuinely likes that.
7: But it is. I'll I'll get back to you.
6: It is the two goofballs of golf.
7: Well, anybody that likes that is just like, uh, that's like liking a game uh, that they're playing a speed up rule in just uh, because it's going to be shorter. They got to be doing 12 innings to try to make, or 12 innings, 12 holes to make it kind of a two hour deal to
5: where it's maybe more viewer friendly. I don't know. That's ridiculous. All right, there you go. We got the Mike Mullis take on it. Let's take a time out. We'll come back. We'll see. Okay, later. well, I enjoyed it. You guys take care. No, you your hour hadn't even started yet. Oh, hour? No, we got one segment. Oh, you relax. Good grief. Everything you just crap on. <laughs> and by the way, if somebody craps on your place, call Mike Mullis. I'll no, get don't. it taken care of. No, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. We're back with you after this.
0: listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde. Do's by the hospital are open for you. Serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. Order a family meal that feeds six to seven people, and they will have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Barron. All
5: right, back with you, hour two of Pirate Radio Live. One of my favorite yet more frustrating guests we have on during the week. Mike Mullis is here. Molly, question for you. If you. How many quarterbacks would you pick that are currently starting in the NFL over Ben Roethlisberger? Just uh, for your team right now, two thirds of them, at the least. Uh, no, he, you
7: asked me the question, and I, I'm telling you two thirds of them. Is that your way of agreeing? Is that what you're saying? It my would, way of
5: it's my way of saying you may not agree. You might be a tad low. with I would your take uh, yeah.
7: Taylor Haneke
5: would be uh, in, I, the, in the in the Heineke. group there. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Uh, Davis Mills would be below. I would take Ben over Davis Mills at this point. But, uh, well, man. Mike Tomlin said he's the guy, though. I know. You know what else? And speaking of Mike Tomlin,
7: I saw this today and thinking about the show uh, this afternoon. So, Aaron Rodgers now has come out and just this love. Have you seen this? This love fest with the Steelers? Like, oh, no, I like Tomlin. And then he came out uh, say, later on, like, made a comment about, uh, well, they were like winking during the game. Oh, le- like later on, he said, uh, yeah, everybody I know that's played there, you know, it's been a positive experience. So I mean, are we setting up the courting of 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 Aaron Rodgers to the Steelers? Is that and again, man, I'm so sick of this dude. I know. Could so Aaron pop- Rodgers
5: do anything right now to get so, you back? Just, just you know what? Yes, play football. Shut up. Just play football.
7: <laughs> yeah, it always seems to be a little more. And where did Aaron this come Rogers? from? That we, this pre I mean, did COVID really jack him up? Because before COVID, he wasn't this guy. At least not publicly. Yeah. But of course he wasn't in uh contract negotiations either
5: but packers win again uh looking all right Molly. so uh i got the Bengals this week they're a fun team by the way yeah if you yep. watch your pack play uh burrow and company should be a good game this week i like burrow panthers get uh stefan gilmore today yep um what's your take on the panthers you were, were not believers after their week one win where do you sit now that they're I'm still one? not a believer not a I mean, term just believer. well, there's there's still and Gilmore obviously helps
7: a lot or should, uh, but it's there's still a long ways to go and it all it all hinges on McCaffrey's health
5: Who's the best team in the NFC? Mm. Your options it's are awful, well, it's awfully early still. Okay, well today, Dallas. I would good. Go, I was going to go Dallas, Green Bay. Dallas is really good. Arizona uh, Dal- Rams. Dallas. Dallas or Tampa Bay. Dallas, Man. right? I mean, today. I know it's kind. Of, I, I'm kind of with you. I mean, their offense looks nearly unstoppable Man. when Zeke gets going because Dak and that uh, passing game is. I, I, I mean, yeah, he is just. He came
7: back with a vengeance. I mean, I, I, I and I'm look. I'm not a Dallas fan. I'm not a Dallas hater, but I. Um, you're not a Dallas hater. Mm-mm, I don't know. Yeah. You just you're. You don't I mean, they're, they're another team to me. Hmm. All but right. they are. Um, they've been very
5: very impressive for somebody that hates as much as you do on everything, why do you keep implying that i hate so many things <laughs> i just feel like you are a walking hater you're just saying the looks you give everything about you says hate I
7: don't, anybody out there that knows me knows that that is not at all close
5: to the truth yeah i know, I know. you're a, you're a lovable fella you want a hug after this no i want you to change the topic <laughs> how about pirate football yeah
7: they they played good are they for real well they were the other day they certainly were let's find out what happens going forward can they go to ucf and win they can do anything they want to do they proved it this past weekend it's just a matter of execution and mental belief i think
5: they put it all together mully they uh credited their preparation Uh, there was a lack of preparation going into the charleston southern game they admitted as much well no i mean they didn't have to admit that well but they did that's
7: like when somebody says my bad well we know if you feel so compelled to say, my bad, we know that it was your bad.
5: Well, does Urban Meyer need to apologize to his yeah. team every day? Yeah, Because uh, he has so far he, this week. Well, but he's such a joke anyway. I mean, he is, he's is. he got absolutely zero street cred in that locker room. You know the worst thing, Molly? I, I just I can't imagine this scenario, but the uh, Mike Silver, I think, reported that he went in Tuesday and did his apology tour, where he didn't really apologize saying it was on him. He was just like, we've— you know we we got to get rid of the distractions. Yeah. We need some leaders in here, all that. And then he walked out, and reportedly the entire locker room laughing. started laughing. Yeah,
7: that's got to be the worst. As the only the only worst move by a NFL coach was uh, Lou Holtz writing a
5: fight song for the Jets. Mm. Yeah, a little rah rah, little that's that is high so high school college. Yeah, that,
7: it's like man, come on,
5: J E A T S J E S thank you lou i didn't know lou was here oh by the way you well, need i'm to, uh, leaving now can you read that um that text i sent you i don't know if i got it from uh coach gruden did you not get it no oh uh, shoot all right i'll send it now i need coach gruden to read this it's regarding his uh, virginity and how he lost it so uh, we really need to bring that on today's program. I just sent it to you. Tell you what, this is a highbrow show right here if there's ever been one. It is. I'm glad you're a part of this segment. Yeah. This is what we do on the Mike Mullis segment. We'll, yeah. we'll clean up our act when Mully leaves. Just read the quote. Just read uh, read his quote. So it says uh, Bucks head coach John <laughs> Gruden Christ. interviewed in the September issue of Playboy revealed he lost <laughs> his virginity at age 17 in South Bend, Indiana. Alright, coach now's your your line
6: yeah man i lost my virginity man to the notre dame fight song man there was a band oh ass playboy no no not even music man it was uh
5: but but it was in my mind man. john gruden said sorry molly you got to be a part of this he lost his virginity while playing the notre dame fight song in his head coach what went through your mind as, as that was going on fighting fight on for Notre Dame man John Gruden what do you think about Gruden yeah, yeah I like him I like just peppering you with dumb questions yeah you're doing a great job thank you that was my job as the host of this show all right um where were we Pirates moving on um do I have any more time to- oh, yeah Major League Baseball okay weird uh weird quote by Boone last night after the game listen uh, that game was lost when Giancarlo
7: Stanton pimped the single that was hilarious, by I, the way. I
5: mean, you think about the
7: amount of adrenaline flowing. You're on the road. You're being booed. That gets guys. A lot of guys get some more fired up than being cheered for. Uh, he hits the ball. They all race to the top step. He's strolling to first base. Ball drops. Yeah. It's a wall. You know, falls in.
6: You know what? The
5: announcer. Every announcer thought it was gone.
6: No, but that's what pimping is in broadcasting. Like the uh, the Yankees announcer pimp walked that home
5: run. They prob- And um, Matt Veskursian on TV. Yeah. I wonder if they just looked at Stanton instead of the ball because everybody now, thought it was gone.
6: Yeah, and as soon as the ball hit the wall.
5: How many ballparks is that a fly out to left, Mully? Like I, most of yeah, them. That's it's a joke. And, and you know what? The, the, the totality of the
7: circumstances dictate that you find a way to second base. If the ball's out of the ballpark halfway to second base, then pull back and make your trot. Yeah, but you you can't do that out of the box. And then what I really found comical is when Phil Nevin gets uh, a judge Had thrown no out. No
5: idea he was their third base. Yeah, when oh, he wow.
7: gets Judge thrown out at the plate, Giancarlo Stanton's out at second base making such a big deal out of it. <laughs> He's, you know, it's yeah. like, man, come on! He, he, he actually drops an F bomb, and it's like, really? I mean, really? And I, I, you know, that 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 move could be construed. Um, you know, any way you want to kind of spin it, with with where they were in the game and and Nevin sented him, uh, and and I heard it being said earlier on, actually on MLB MLB Network that like, they took a perfect throw and a prep. Well, these guys are these guys are big
5: leaguers and that's kind yeah. of what they do. Well, at, every, a lot of people are pimping these days. Ronald Acuna Junior has been guilty of it. So, but the Yankees do kind of come off as like that should be given to us not earned well
7: and then the the comment about you know brett boone saying that the league's catching up the league has closed the gap on us we you started you started garrett
5: Powell, and you've got judge (laughs) and stanton in the heart of your lineup not to mention the guys around them well by the way the yankees went to the world series and won it in 2009 they haven't been back since what is he talking about closing the gap they haven't done anything no he is
7: he is completely mediocre he truly, strictly has no feel for the game.
5: He strictly manages the analytics. Now I I don't you you probably get mad when I bring this up. What what could he have done different last night or this year to make the Yankees better? I don't think last night, I don't know that there's a whole lot he could do, but it's not you know,
7: last night was all about one game, but that's 163 chances. You know, and he played a lot of small ball, he did some things that but it's all And at least, basically, quite frankly, if he doesn't make that comment, I don't make my comment. You know, it's kind of like, what do you, so what do you want to do, Booney? We just bring in every all star and you have the AL all star team, and that way
5: it makes you a great manager? Yeah, that's pretty much their way. And they did that again this year because they brought in Rizzo and Gallo. And it was funny to me, too, the announcers
7: going, yeah, that uh, Judge and Boone have done their, I mean, Judge and uh, Stanton have done their part. And I'm like, seems to me like Rizzo's, had a little hand in this, too. But Garrett Cole laid an egg. I mean, it's real simple. They pay the cat $300 million. He laid an
5: egg. If hey. I was a GM, I would find a replacement for Brett Gardner. And that probably will happen. <laughs> I think that would be my first. Yeah, that probably will happen. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. That was a wild quote after the game. The league has caught up to us. Hey, man. the ra- How about you catch up to the Rays? Like, how I- about you catch up to... These other teams in the AL that are winning hundred games. How do you like? If you had a chance to ask him,
7: Booney, would you would you quantify that for me? What do you exactly? What do you mean by that? Yeah, it's weird. not in spending. It's not in fan attendance. It's not in reputation or value of the of the franchise. How have they caught up to you?
5: Are they? I mean, I, I don't even get that. Is just a, it's a dumb statement. Yeah, that was a, uh, a weird one after the game. So the Red Sox move on. To play the Rays, Mully, and on the other side, you've got two teams that have kind of been coasting: the Astros and White Sox. What, if anything, stands out to you about the AL? Uh, I, I nothing. By the way, the Rays nothing yet. Saw a tweet last week; they won the AL East, won 100 games. All their minor league teams either went to or won a championship. Like they are locked and loaded as far as they franchise. Well,
7: and right it, now. yeah, it doesn't mean a whole lot that those guys will be the ones that are in raised uniforms, but it certainly means that they should have some trade bait down there. Sure. I, I mean, I, look, I like the Dodgers tonight. I, I, I mean, I, I like nothing more than to see the Dodgers and Astros go at it. Uh, in so the, you were being uh, serious about? That. Yeah, I think that. And, and why not? Is there anything more twenty twenty one than that?
5: Get them back at it. Yeah. And this time, then I have to root for the Dodgers. Is well, whatever. Telling? But I, you yeah. know it. It's kind of like the the played out idea that the Red Sox and
7: Yankees are still such a rivalry. Yeah, I mean, it 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 is cool when they play each other because they've been around, they played each other a bunch, but they play so much now that it's and every game they play is televised. I mean, it's Sunday Night Baseball. It seemed like every other weekend
5: was the was you know those two guys. Oh, that's why I I, was pulling for Igo's Mariners or the Blue Jays to to do something last week. The biggest
7: rivalry uh, in the game to me right now is.
5: Dodgers Astros you still want to see them get back together. I mean I just think there's a lot of heat there sands trash cans this time so I'm I hope the Cardinals can pull off their voodoo magic Joe Boo with Pedro Serrano whatever they got going on killing chickens and can beat the Dodgers tonight because that opens things up for everybody in the NL
7: no the only reason you say that is you feel like it gives your Braves a better chance
5: it does but, yeah, but I right. feel like Brewers fans even Giants fans they don't want to see the Dodgers tell me a Brewers fan Corey Glore Okay. Don't ask me for another. One. That's the only one. <laughs> yeah, I got my one.
7: That's almost like saying who's a Milwaukee Bucks fan, Corey Glor. Corey Glor, right. right? Who's a Tulane Greenway fan, Corey Glor, right? I mean, we're got you know—he's he, kind of in this random vacuum of who gives a crap
5: teams. <laughs>
7: that is true.
5: Yeah. We don't see a lot of Milwaukeeers. No. Milwaukeeans come to Eastern North Carolina. And the
7: only time that you see anybody wearing Bucks gear <clears throat> is Giannis' stuff. Giannis' stuff. Giannis. Antetokounmpo. Yeah, so to me, there's a lot of there's there aren't very many good storylines if you take away the hopes that the Dodgers and Astros meet in the World
5: Series. Well, Mully's pulling for uh, Scooter Rogers. Put out a tweet. Clayton McCullough. Yeah, how cool is that? And Joe West. I, you know Green, what? We'll what, guys.
7: what would be even cooler is if Joe's got first base.
5: And you got Clayton and Joe over there. Yeah, talking just kind of hanging out. Old hey, you remember, baseball when, you remember when
7: RV, and maybe there'll be a, <laughs> a, you know, a few Marvin Jarman stories, and hey, when we get back, we'll run to Cubbies get a burger.
5: Every time I hear Joe West, I think about my late grandfather, Cliff Brock Sr., who thought every sporting event was rigged. He said Joe West hated the Braves and he used to cheat when he would ump Braves games. Uh, we, we've been over this before. You had, know, Joe West has already sued somebody for that those types of oh bio-gations. uh paul LaDuca, that's yeah. right the catcher. i don't know if it was la can he sue my dead grandfather well the estate off oh man brings you and your kids strike right that from a- the record please thank you we'll get that off film molly thanks for hanging out we'll talk to you next week okay your time is done so that's a quick hour molly's the only person that complains about being on too long and too short <laughs> this is classic molly I, I don't did i did anybody a whole hour a, wait you're getting rid of me now Yes, you did both. <laughs> I mean, you're hard to please, man. Yeah. God bless your wife; she's a saint. <laughs> Molly, I love you, man. I love you too, pal. Let's take a time out. We'll <laughs> come back. I mean, he really is my favorite and least favorite He's my guest favorite, all at the same time. It's unbelievable. Oh. Can't live with him. Couldn't live without him, Mike Mullis. We will take a time out. Come back. Have more for you after this.
0: You're listening to hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at UniversitySportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now, let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is Clip, Har- Clip Rock. Clip Harp. Oh. <coughs> Clip Harp.
5: Back with you on Pirate Radio Live, hour number two. Let's get to our Bud Light ECU report brought to you by Bud Light. Check out the Bud Light pregame tailgate coming up this Saturday, 2 o'clock. Crack a crap. Crack open a cold one is what i was trying to say damn man yeah sorry coach (laughs) Jeez. crack open a cold one while you tune in to us watch college football and get ready for the pirates and knights of ucf coming up at six o'clock on saturday on espn plus it'll be live from the bounce house let's hear from some of the pirates who will be playing in that game let's start with fernando fry who uh, I believe does this interview without Jeff Charles yelling wrestlers in the background. Let's hear what Fernando Fry had to say on Tuesday. What's What's it?
8: Like, man, you see break one and he gets right the line of scrimmage and you're still on your block. It's the most.
0: He's like he's like 30
8: yards ahead
10: of you. Yeah, it's the most exciting thing. I love running down there, throwing him up in the end zone afterwards. But yeah, seeing him run down the field is a great feeling.
11: Obviously, he gets a lot of attention. But what does it mean to you guys when he gives the O line a shout out after the game? you guys are the ones that have been hosting. Yeah,
10: it, it does mean a lot because, um, you know, sometimes we can get forgotten about, but um, unless we mess up, of course, <laughs> and then, then everyone knows it was our fault. But, um, yeah, it's nice. I mean, we all appreciate each other and appreciate the work we put in because, I mean, if he wasn't as fast and as skilled and talented as he was, then we'd still be, you know, inching along down the field. But those big plays make a big difference in the game.
9: So what's the big thing that you guys are doing different now and you, that you feel like maybe that you weren't doing as much before?
10: Um, I guess it would be uh, you know, setting the standard in practice, you know, um, you know, focusing on the little things and working on our fundamentals and understanding that it's a mindset that we need to change in our culture and um, practicing how we want to play.
11: How do you balance that? Because, I mean, it is a long season. You don't want to kill yourself in practice, but you want to set the tone. So is there a balance to physical, setting that mindset in practice, but not, like, going too far?
10: Yeah, so practice for us is broken down. Like, we have individual and then we have team. So during indie you kind of slow down a little bit. But, you you know, you take those first three steps uh, full speed and you're going um, as hard as you can because that's how you want to come off the ball. But um, we're not like banging each other all the time. But then we have, you know, racks of six or 12 that we're going uh, with the like, good on good or with the scout. And that's when we, um, uh, I guess, that's when we get better right there.
9: When you got, when you go from left guard to right guard, what's the biggest difference for you a little bit on playing on that different side of the There's
10: really not that much of a difference to me. I know, everyone keeps asking me that. Um, I don't really have too much of a preference. Um, I guess the only difference would be is like who I'm communicating with, because um, I mean when I'm on the left side, I'm not talking to the right tackle.
11: But that's pretty much it. UCF, they seem like they're pretty good up front. Uh, did, what, what catches your attention on film?
10: Um, well, they are pretty good up front for sure. Uh, they're strong, they're fast, and they're they're a veteran group, and um, I'm excited to play against them this Saturday.
3: You talked last week about coming together as a
7: unit, having that cohesion, all five of you working together. Coach said you guys did that this week.
11: What did you see when you looked, at, looked back at this past week's game?
10: Um, looking back on film, uh, you definitely can see that we definitely had a lot more communication. And that uh, we worked well together. I mean, we got movement. We were moving people off the ball. We were getting to the next level, and you could see that with the big plays. And um, when you know when you see old and get to the next level, that's usually when you see a big run by Keaton or Rajay. UCF kind
11: of took a team guy last year, not necessarily you guys,
3: but the leaders of... Well,
10: UCF's a good team, yeah. and they've been a good <laughs> team for a while now. Um, so. We we really got to bring our A game and just keep getting better throughout the year, and I think that's what we have. We have a bunch of guys who love playing football, who believe in the process, and trust our coaches. And I think when we do that, just like Saturday, we're going to go out there and we're going to do what we have to do.
11: This will probably be the loudest environment on the road you guys face this year. What challenge does that create for an offense?
10: Um, I guess it just being loud. I don't know because when you're out there, it's not as loud as everyone makes it seems out to, to be. So, actually, I think during the COVID year and not having anyone out there, it was louder because you could hear more. And it sounds weird to say that, but really it was, it was just different. So, like, when there is a big crowd, um, home or away, it actually feeds into the game.
9: The keys to victory this week a little bit, if anything.
10: Communication, um, practice, uh, and just coming every day to get better at
5: something all right keys to victory a little bit if anything there from fernando fry ecu offensive lineman let's hear one more player interview uh and hear from demetrius mooney who's uh now a special teams demon he's on the pirate uh, defensive side of the ball now the former ecu running back who actually led ecu in rushing a few years ago uh here's what he had to say
12: to the media on tuesday
11: it's your first year playing defense. Uh, we'll, we'll start
12: there first. What's that uh, process been like for you? Now? Uh, it's been an exciting transition. I mean, of course, you know, uh, I came from the offensive side of the ball, so running forward and just running people over and making people miss and stuff. And then you go from that to backpedaling and coming out of breaks and trying to make interceptions and stuff like that. And just learning the uh, defensive schemes and things, uh, the transition has been very exciting. With with just like how how tight the defense is, and and how the defensive coordinator defensive coordinator uh, Coach Harrell like just operates and, and has the defense all uh, working right now.
9: Does does the playing running back help you? Now that
12: you're on defense, kind of know what running backs do and that sort of thing? Oh, yeah, that definitely helps. I mean, um, I've seen that a lot in my transition during the spring. Um, we had running backs that would try to make moves, and, of course, like I, I train with these guys, so I know, like, their, their best moves and what they're going to try to do to me. So when they try to juke me or spin move or, or when they're trying to set me up to make me miss, like I kind of know, like, the timing of when they're going to do that. And, and then also, like – like just the, the schemes and like the personnel, the 12 personnel, 21 personnel and things like that. That kind of helps me know like whether they're going to pass or, or, or they're going to run. And, and just looking at how the tight ends and, and the tackles and just the offensive line sets. That that's It's just like little demeanors that I pick up on.
0: I'm interested that first conversation where they came to you and said, we want you to make the switch. Uh, what was that like?
12: I mean – it was, it was no hesitation. I mean, I, I've i always been a, a defensive-minded player, just like, I mean, you seen when I first got here, I, I was very aggressive. I was a, I was a bruiser type of running back. I was one cut and go, get downhill. I always loved contact. So when I had the opportunity to, to transition to defense, considering, I mean, I had had guys like Keaton Mitchell and guys like Rajay Harris that came in the room and took advantage of the opportunities with absence of, of me in the room I was just like I mean if it's another opportunity for me to get on the field to help the team why not
11: you had a huge hit on special teams on Saturday uh, I noticed you maybe a little shaken up but what does it what does it feel like when you, <laughs> when you hit a guy that hard uh, and, and kind of in
12: the uh, I mean I love it I mean I mean everybody was very concerned after the hit uh, I was concerned with myself actually but I mean I love it cuz I mean I mean that's just who we are. I mean Coach Houston emphasizes every day like we're going to be a team that runs and hits and I mean that's what we do every day. So I mean I pride myself on that from from the get-go when they told me I was going to be on kickoff every every week they said we need you to be an impact on this team. So I mean that's what I've always wanted to do. I wanted to be an impact. So I told coach on on Thursday he, he We had to walk through, and he was like, he was like I need you to be that heat, sick, uh, heat seeking missile." And I was like, "All right, coach. I was, like, I got you. I was locked in. I felt like the team was locked in. We went down, and we executed, and then, I mean, the next play, Aaron Ramzure came down with the big hit. And I mean, you've seen that how special teams affects the game because they fair catch, and, and that just set the attitude and the tone for the game.
11: When you look at Jaquan McMillan on this defense, it, just how important is he, just his total game, his leadership? How much do y'all follow his lead on defense?
12: I mean, we follow his lead every um, every day. He's a, he's a big-time playmaker. He's a big-time leader on and off the field. Uh, he gets us going, gets us juiced up, and I mean – the things that you guys see on Saturdays, he does those things every day. I, I trained with him personally. Went on defense. He was the first guy I went up to, and I was like, "Hey, bro, I, I need some help because I mean, like, I, I mean, it's been years since I haven't been on this side of the ball." So he was, like, "I got you." We did a couple footwork drills and things like that during the summertime. Um, but I mean, yeah, he's a very effective leader, and he's a guy that we definitely need on Saturdays.
11: With any idea, if they need you to play running back, could you go and take a take a carry or two if uh, it need spot duty?
12: Oh, of course. I mean, <laughs> I mean hey, I mean, I came in uh, as an athlete, and I mean, that's what I'm always be. So, I mean, I'm a team guy. I'm going to do anything I can to help the team and to get the team a, a W, and that's the, the goal of every week. So, I mean, it's nothing personally for me. I, my personal goal is, is to win as a team. So, if, if they ask me to play running back, I mean, I guess I'll have to dive back in the playbook and, and get a carry or two. <laughs> Did you
7: play defense in high
12: school? Yes, sir. I, um, I, I was a max prep, max prep All-American um, my freshman year of high school. I came in and I I had, what, 54 solo tackles with like 13 uh assisted tackles so I mean early on that's what I thought I was going to be I, I I'm not going to lie I always thought that I was going to be a, a defensive end like a, a Julius Peppers or, or someone like that like I thought I was going to be a, a stand-up rush guy because I've always had like a a, a strong figure and, and I was always explosive off the ball so in high school they used me as an outside linebacker to come off the edge and I mean, fortunately, I, I didn't get to, to 6'3", 250 like I wanted to, but, I mean, that's how I play. That's my mentality. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, I played defense all my life, and that's always been, like, my primary, like, position is outside linebacker safety. But as I got to college, I made that transition into running back, and, I mean, it's all worked out for me.
11: How have you and Jeremy helped the defense learn more about the offense. You said you know you pick up on certain tendencies. How have you helped train the guys that have never played on the offensive side of the ball before?
12: Uh, I mean, Jeremy Lewis, uh, big time playmaker. I mean, he's an athlete. I mean, everybody sees it. He 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 made an immediate impact from the jump when he first got over to defense. I mean, I was more of a, a slower transition because I mean I mean Jeremy is he's a he's a smart guy. Our freshman year, I would go to Jeremy's dorm room and be like, hey, bro, I need help, like help me with this homework assignment. So he's a he's a very intelligent guy. So I mean, with his leadership and stuff like that. And I mean, my leadership, I mean, we both bring bring a a lot of a lot of attributes. With picking up tendencies and just knowing, like, and practice, it's kind of funny because both of us made that transition this year, and they're like, "Oh, they're making those plays because they know, like, they know the playbook." And I'm like, "Hey, like, I, I completely wiped that out of my mind. Like, I'm focused on defense you now. But I mean, it's just like I naturally just know. So it's not that I'm, I'm, I'm already just." cheating cheating the system or anything it's just i mean i've been in that position i've been on the other side of the ball so so my instincts are 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 more quicker than others when when i see something happening
5: all right awesome interview with demetrius mooney hearing him talk there you wonder why he was so acceptive of his role change to the defensive side of the ball because that's where he feels comfortable and you heard him there he said he grew up and always thought he would be a, uh, a defensive end like Julius Peppers. And he said he ran the ball with an aggressive defensive mindset. So uh, really cool to hear from Demetrius Mooney there. And uh, and who knows, man? Uh, could turn into a one of the key members of the defense uh, by the time he's done at East Carolina. He's already making some plays on special teams right now. So uh, great attitude on that young man. And uh you hear the buy-in from him and others, and that's one of the reasons the Pirates have been able to win three straight games. We'll take a timeout, come back. When we return, we will switch gears, talk some baseball, uh, MLB playoffs. Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com will join us. We will talk about tonight's wild card game, get his thoughts on what's going to happen in the American League, and more. We'll do that to wrap up our number two of Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Back with you after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at UniversitySportswearENC.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. You work hard for your money at Carolina Wealth Management. We believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Rock. All
5: righty. Ready for some football this weekend. Ready for some playoff baseball. We got a little bit of a taste of it tonight as the Dodgers take on the Cardinals in the National League wild card game. We got uh, the AL series beginning Thursday al and nl both playing on friday let's talk some playoff baseball now with mark brown from camdenchat.com the o's will be back in the playoffs one day down the road certainly not this year but uh mark we appreciate your time joining us today how you doing Cliff, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Hey, doing great. We're trying to mix in some baseball talk uh, with all the football talk we got going on here at Pirate Radio. And uh, Mark, before we get into the playoffs, let's uh, let's hit the positives from this 2021 Orioles season. You got, of course, North Carolina's own Cedric Mullins, who had a fantastic year for the O's. You had Trey Mancini coming back from cancer, and uh, you know, competing in the Home Run Derby and and having a good year. And also, I guess John Means and uh, had a you know no-hitter. His performances this year. Anything else in the positive column you'll remember from 2021, Mark?
4: Well, Clip, you know, uh, the Orioles fought on the very last series and found their way into getting the number one pick in next year's draft. Like, there you go. So I guess that's another positive. No, but, um, you know, the, the three ones you mentioned are pretty big. Cedric Mullins, the first 30-home run, 30-stolen base season in Orioles history is pretty cool. Uh, John Means throwing the first solo Orioles no-hitter for the, um, since 1969, I mean, I still can't believe I saw that. That was just really the most amazing individual moment. And as you said, Trey Mancini's return from cancer, just the fact that he was able to get back to playing baseball at all, let alone have a pretty, uh, pretty nice season with 21 home runs and, a about a league average bat overall is, you know, it's fun. Um, the rest of the team, maybe not so much, but, uh you know there's there's fun going on on the miners uh, and reason to be hopeful for probably next year to be a bit better of a team and maybe even back in the playoffs within 2 years
5: Mark Brown came to chat.com joining us Mark uh, a few weeks ago the Eagles and Cowboys played on Monday night football and uh, I I'm watching the Manning cast so uh, that was entertaining I I kind of hate the Cowboys a little bit more than I hate the Eagles so I wanted to see Dallas lose but uh, if it was Phillies-Mets in a, in a wild card game, I don't know even know if I could hate-watch that one. I'd probably just find something else to do. So just curious, how did you consume Yankees-Red Sox last night? Did you hate-watch it? Did you find something on Netflix? How did you uh, enjoy that one?
4: No, you know that's a good way, good way of putting a clip. And I actually have a little confession. Uh, my fiance grew up as a Yankees fan, so as far as this house was concerned, there was kind of a mild preference. She's, oh. and now we both, uh, we both have season tickets for the Orioles, but uh, she has. Well, she doesn't have my life experience of hating the Yankees, forged particularly by the uh, Jeffrey Mayer game <laughs> in the nineteen ninety six ALCS. I just, um, for me, that's the team I will always dislike the most. So. I'm happy that the first exit from the postseason was the Yankees. (laughs) Uh, No, we we had the game on, and she's much more anti-Red Sox. So if the Red Sox had lost, I would have been happy. If the Yankees had lost, I would have also been happy. (laughs) Uh, I would have just been a little bit less vocal about it. So, you know, uh, as far as we were concerned, it was a fine outcome.
5: Mark, you've seen a lot of Red Sox this year. You've seen a lot of Tampa Bay Rays, the Rays 100-game winners again. I saw a uh, tweet, Mark, that had the of course the Rays winning the AL East and then it had all of their minor league teams either went to or won a championship I think I mean it's amazing how this organization top to bottom has been successful year after year and of course they play in that awful stadium down there at uh, at the Trop and but uh, they continue to get it done so Rays Red Sox Rays have to be a, a big favorite in this series uh, what I don't know what's the deciding factor in your opinion in this Red Sox Rays series
4: Well, I mean, for the Red Sox all year, it's been, can their pitching hold together in the middle of chaos? And they've managed to pull it together somehow, much to my chagrin, uh, you know, and win 92 games, even though they've really never not answered a ton of questions, uh, you know, throughout the years there, throughout as the season went along. They got, uh, you know, they got, they got four guys that had a 4.5 ERA or higher. And it's like, well, how are you succeeding? You know, in the ALEs with that, and they managed to make it work, uh, even though they didn't really have one truly elite uh, back-end reliever that they came into the season with. And it's just, you know, they, they had the uh, they had a whole bunch of COVID roster chaos, and that's just, you know, maybe you don't want to bet against them because they were able to overcome all that. But just the Razor, uh, you know, winning 100 games is really impressive. I wouldn't want to bet against the 100-win team, even in a uh, short kind of best-of-five series.
5: Mark, how about the White Sox and Astros? They've they've kind of been coasting. I mean, I'll admit I haven't watched a lot of Houston or or Chicago baseball this year, but just keeping up with the standings, they were in control, especially the White Sox, in their divisions for the last, what, month, month and a half, maybe even longer. So now these teams are playing with some pressure for the first time in a while. Uh, How how do you uh, handicap this series between the White Sox and Astros?
4: Yeah, I mean, the White Sox won their division by the biggest margin of any uh, team, they had 13 games over the uh, Cleveland, so that's impressive when you win any division by that much. Even though the AL Central, uh, probably not the most fearsome division in MLB this year. Um, I mean, as far as who I hope wins, I still feel like the Astros didn't really get uh, sufficiently punished by the league for the uh, the whole sign stealing business. So I, I don't really want to see them kind of. Uh, March through the playoffs. I, I I I doubt they're doing exactly the same thing anymore. But just it doesn't really feel right that they uh, they kind of got off not scot free, but just it didn't feel like the punishment fit the crime. Um, but I mean, they have a lot of very good players. So I wouldn't I wouldn't want to bet against the Astros either, um, though it wouldn't be very interesting. I, I guess the way I kind of try and approach the playoffs as an Orioles fan, where the Orioles haven't won the World Series since 1983, which was Before I was born, uh, I I would like to see someone that kind of hasn't won in a while get to win it. And that's kind of who I usually pick to root for. So, I mean, as far as that goes, my teams are probably like the Rays and the Brewers. But, uh, I mean, the White Sox, getting back to that series, I mean, they have a good team, too. That's why they won 93 games, they won their division. Uh, They had a pretty good uh, set of guys in the starting rotation. Uh, You know, Lance Lynn, Carlos Rodon. Lucas Giolito, that's pretty good uh, top three guys to throw in for, you know, your short playoff series. And um, it's, uh you know, I mean, it's it's not a very satisfying answer when you're talking about a baseball series, but it's short enough that anything can happen and the best te- team isn't necessarily guaranteed to win. So, I mean, really all you can hope for as a fan is that they're fun games.
5: Well, having said that, uh, we don't want to see one of the – uh the teams that just won one and anything can happen so let's root for the cardinals tonight to add a little chaos to the national league side it'll be uh, a couple of my peers in age 40 year old adam wainwright 37 year old max scherzer going at it tonight in la as uh, the dodgers get to show off some of their new toys and scherzer and trey turner as they take on the cardinals the cardinals had that just crazy finish to the regular season winning all those games and then running away with the wild card and now they'll try to stay hot mark against the dodgers who i still think and despite what the giants did this regular season i still think the dodgers are the team at the end of this thing uh but that could all change uh tonight if uh, if they go down to the cardinals
4: I mean, I certainly agree with you. The Dodgers, uh, you know, they've got the the name, kind of the name brand guys, especially since, you know, they got Scherzer uh, at the trade deadline, which really, you know, it's not like they weren't star-studded already, but it's just really, uh, uh, really just amazing. But, uh, I mean, you know, if if you look back and it's like, oh, the Cardinals knocked off the Dodgers, well, it's like, oh. Of course the team that managed to win 17 straight games in September is uh, able to kind of come in and win one more uh, clutch game. I mean, uh, it's it's really was a remarkable streak, and of course they needed to do that because they weren't even really in the wild card picture before they started winning all those games, and then just they zoomed past everybody and uh, they got their way into they they get to play the one game. Um, I I always feel like in a kind of the wild card game, you kind of give the slight edge to the home team, a they've got the crowd on their side, and b of course by the rules of baseball, you're guaranteed to bat last uh if you need to potential to get a walk-off um so you know if, if it's a little bit of a coin flip maybe like 52 53 percent dodgers but uh you know clip i know you do a, do a little bit of gambling i've gathered from following you on twitter and uh, you know uh plenty of 46 47 percent chances uh, end up paying off the favorite
5: <laughs> that uh that is true talking to mark brown camdenchat.com mark uh Joe West is a Greenville, North Carolina native. Uh, Everybody around here knows him. Uh, My grandfather, rest in peace, uh, big Braves fan. Also thought that every sporting event was rigged. Uh, Used to tell me at a young age that Joe West hated the Braves and used to always cheat uh, when he'd ump Braves games. So there's that. Uh, uh, What's the opinion of an Orioles fan on Joe West as he's ready to hang it up after these playoffs?
4: You know, I can't think of a specific like Joe West really put it to the Orioles, but um, <laughs> general philosophy on umpires and really any kind of professional officials is uh, if I know their name, that probably means they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. So that's kind of my uh, that's kind of my Joe West take. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, I like that. You no, know, any any of the other umpires, yeah. It's just you know, it, you don't know who they are if they're doing a good job. You really only notice when they're messing up.
5: Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com, joining us from a fan perspective. Mark, you said you wanted to see just somebody different uh, there at the end of the World Series. So you, you you shouted out the Brewers as a Braves fan. I don't like to hear that, but uh, Brewers got some great pitching. That series begins on Friday. Uh, so if the, the Brewers, maybe your team on the National League side, who would be the team on the AL, did you say, that you'd like you wouldn't mind seeing
4: there at the end? Oh, well, uh, you know i uh I, I don't know, I don't like to say since it's the ALEs team, but really, I mean the yeah. Reds won 100 games, they were the best team in the American League, and sometimes it's like you want to see the best win, you know it, it just it, it just feels kind of right from a karmic standpoint, like in hundred sixty two games, if the team that had the best record is the team that gets the World Series. You know, I can, I can live with that uh, if it's not the Yankees or the Red Sox, which in this case, of course, they didn't have the best record. So uh, it would be annoying to me as an Orioles fan a little bit if the Rays won, but also I think that's probably, to the extent that you can have uh, justice in sports, I think if they ended up being the AL representative, that would probably be, kind of feel right
5: mark brown camdenchat.com joining us mark thanks for uh joining us through another season of orioles baseball we'll keep it rolling uh, hopefully next year with you and, and we, again we are kind of on the ground floor of this rebuild for baltimore so they're going to start winning more and more and uh, you're going to have more exciting things to talk about as the uh the months and, and years roll on hopefully
4: Oh, yeah, Cliff, there were definitely uh, encouraging stories on the Orioles' farm system, especially the AA team in Bowie, where uh, they made it to their league championship series. There were a number of the team's really strong prospects. Spent a lot of time on that team this year. You had Adley Rutschman there, uh, the top pitching prospect in all of baseball, Grayson Rodriguez. Uh, the Orioles minor league home run leader, Kyle Stowers, who was their second-round pick in 2019. Uh, you know, there's some real talent that's marching up. Um, Probably not going to be on the opening day roster next year for the Orioles, but hopefully... By the second half of next year, you're going to start seeing some of these uh, bigger prospect names, and that'll hopefully mean better things than the standings for the Orioles.
5: Excited to see uh, Connor Norby rise through the ranks as well, as we'll uh, keep an eye on the former Pirate, who the Orioles got pretty early in the draft uh, this past year. Mark, thanks for joining us, man. We might uh, might lob you another phone call during these playoffs and get your take on things, but we appreciate your time today and uh, have a great uh, off season. We'll talk to you again down the road.
4: Sounds good. Take care, Clip. I'll uh, catch you next time.
5: All right, there is Mark Brown and a loud grunt from Bryce Williams as he joins (laughs) us here in the Fire Radio studios. Bryce, you an old man? Making some Uh, old uh, man noises. Sheesh. ah. Sometimes I realize
2: if I don't have my headphones on, no one can hear me. (laughs) You're in your own world.
5: Uh, Sometimes when I'm eating or just kind of sitting in a chair, uh, my wife would be like, what? When you in pain what's wrong <laughs> yeah. i'm just making old man noises yeah. and i don't even realize you it. can it always it's just it does you can, it.
6: you can always expect some kind of noise or kind of <laughs> side talk from bryce yeah and i always forget when i set up the camera for bryce i have to go higher on the camera because if <laughs> i go on a normal w- with a normal frame half of his head is out
5: he's a tall fella he a that tall bryce dude. Williams. he's a
6: tall dude dude
5: We will talk to Bryce Williams coming up in just a moment, but right now we will take a timeout, come back. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live on the way. Three in a row for the Pirates for the first time since Bryce Williams was on the football team. Can you believe it? And some more tied-in action. Uh, Yeah, we got to talk about Ryan Jones and his performance on Saturday as well. Hour three with Big Bryce on the way on Pirate Radio Live after this.
0: You're listening to Hour Three of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates, and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with Kinetic Physical
1: Therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, the Kinetic Physical Therapy. Can help you get back on track and live well kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical occupational speech and massage therapy all in a state-of-the-art facility on arlington boulevard in greenville visit kineticptgreenville.com for more information now let's head back in to prl here's clip rock
5: back with you on pi radio live here on a wednesday a bryce williams wednesday shirley Rhodes, chandler honeycutt here and uh taking your thoughts you can chime in 317-1250 or chime in on the facebook live feed as we got that thing figured out been some facebook issues this week but we are good to go right now bryce welcome back to the program how you doing today man thank y'all for having me i'm doing pretty well all right too bad
2: and i'll see another good uh good evening to uh talk about some ec football
5: heck yeah man and uh before we get there though susan says tell Bryce I thought about him. I stopped on Portertown Road and rescued an orange spotted turtle nice by t- talking to it in the middle of the road and coaxing it to the other side for safety.
2: She must have had a lot of time <laughs> to, to to get to kind of coax it to the other side, but good Come job. On. Come
5: well, good on. Good job,
2: Susan. Bryce hey. talks
5: to him while he's carrying him yeah. off the road. So yellow what'd you say? Orange spotted turtle that sounds like I would be poisonous, wouldn't it? Yeah, stay away from the snapper on that. <laughs> All thing. right, you little buddy. Now you walk that way.
2: <laughs> yeah, she you must
5: have had, a, must have been not during a rush hour. Yeah, it wasn't at that roundabout, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Town. Uh, we'll get Pirate Radio outdoors because apparently Bryce was outdoors. I was. On uh even Saturday. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that momentarily. Bryce, Pirates pick up. And I, I love to do these just because it, it feels like we're we're getting back to mm-hmm. something. But. First win over Tulane since you beat them in 2014. Mm. First three-game win streak since you were here in 2014. Mm. First time ECU's had a winning record in October since 2015 when you were here. So, Bryce, uh, got something going on here, man. And this was the, whatever you want to call it, complimentary football, uh, team win. This was it. Offense, defense, special teams all coming together for a great performance on Saturday.
2: Yeah, most definitely. And, yeah, I have my day, I have my whole day scheduled out. But long story short, I was out too far, too long on the water, too um, long and too far, too long. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, of course, I, as soon as I get into the channel or whatever, I try to look at my phone and see uh, see we've won. Well, no, we were up. Uh, the game was still going on, but. Uh, yeah, after watching the highlights, my goodness, that was one. I wish I could have just chilled, either been in Daddy Ficklin or at least been able to watch the full thing because it looks like we were fire, fire on all cylinders. And um, like you said, the you know the whole team with the special teams, defense, offense, um, everybody just meshing was great. You know, fifty two points. I mean, that's that's awesome. We we score fifty two points each game. We got we're a going good some chance. And so hey, you know
5: what? Games. If you give up less than thirty in college football these days, yeah. you're going to win quite some, a few ball games. Exactly. Now so, that's not what you want. You want a few less, right? But you know, you, you hold a team under thirty, you're going out. You're going to win some games
2: for sure. And uh, you know, you uh, filling me in on some of the stats and everything. You know. Two lane throwing three interceptions, kind of what I saw in the very beginning. It's like, oh, great, we got an interception. And then it's a three and out. And you're like, okay, well, that just killed that high there. Um, you know, we must have taken, you know, full advantage of those you know, turnovers, yeah. I mean, um, which is great. So we're, you know, doing that. I mean, p- pass protection and, um, you know, run. I mean, it was, like I said, I wish I could have watched that one. And Heat Mitchell, my goodness, it's, that, that left sideline, that home, sit, <laughs> how they, that thing is going to get burned up, you know. <laughs> They're going to have to repaint that soon. <laughs> um, you know, that and then the long ball, fourth and two, how awesome is that to not only convert but to, you know, have a dang um, bomb to Tyler Snead. Um, and then you know, Keith Mitchell on the second touchdown and how many touchdowns we have, You know, Holton having that good run. Um, I think right where he had scored was dang near right where I scored my first touchdown. Um and to see him doing that, breaking some tackles—I mean, like I said, I wish I could have, you know, watched that game and, um, you know, really seen the full, uh, see every play. And um, cheers to but super happy that we're finally, you know, coming together. We got to yep. take it week by week, but you know, a conference win—that's huge at yep. home. Um, you know, we got a tough one this week. Um, you know, but hopefully I mean, we can just keep it up and you know, keep this keep this train going.
5: Bryce, uh, some bad news. East Carolina still stinks on third down, 3 of 14. Yeah. Good news, 4 of 5 on fourth down. So who <laughs> needs a third down when you're just going to get exactly. it on fourth? And, and they did. I wonder how many of these, and maybe Donnie will be asked about it today. Uh, we got the OC press conference coming up, DC, uh, DC as well. But how many of those were planned, like – all right, it's third down and five, but we got two plays to pick this up. You know what I'm saying? I wonder how many uh, they went into thinking we're going to go for it on fourth <laughs> and how many were spontaneous. Um, but either way, that four for five on fourth down, unbelievable. It's a great set.
2: I, oh, for sure. Um, well, thinking back, I want to say for the most – you kind of knew, well, if we don't get it, we're going to go for it anyways. Obviously, yeah. depending on your field position and, you know, the situation of the game um, – Which was nice. You're like, you know, we're going for it. So it's almost like that all in mentality. um, You know, when that when it comes to that situation and to see how good we are on fourth down is, uh, that's comforting. You know, say, oh darn, we didn't get it, but shoot, we're we're doing pretty good on fourth down. So um, to not be able to turn the ball over
5: like that is, you know, great. I played those clips for you last week, Bryce, of the players admitting. They did not have the the preparation, the seriousness, the focus they needed going into Charleston Southern. Mike Houston took care of that immediately, uh, and kudos to the players for yeah. following him and doing what they needed to do. They also cut out the dumb, unsportsmanlike penalties. Yeah. It, was a, it was a completely it different look from week to week. But do you remember as a player, Bryce, and you— you might not be the guy to talk to about this because you're so you're not very emotional it mm-hmm. seems like and you don't get too high or too low you're always every time we talked to you have to practice the same yeah. the exact same but as a team do you remember when you would have really good focus weeks of practice as opposed oh, yeah. to like bad kind of lackadaisical practices and how much does that run into game day on saturday
2: it was yeah i like think back you kind of feel like the coaches pretty much let you know if you're either all you know Doing well or not doing well or focused. I mean, there was you know several practices where you're like what you know, the offenses were just you know offside and jumping off sides or interceptions or drop passes. Um, you know, I mean it's it definitely. I don't know if ever, ever ever really recall it affecting the game week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean the game, but yeah, I mean there's definitely been practices where. You're like damn, what's going on? Like we're in a little funk here, and right. he said they were quick. The coaches were quick to say, "All right, stop it! Like let's get this things going, chill out, or focus. One of the two, um, you know." So when you're in those lulls during practice, you're like okay, like it's not. Let's get this fixed. Especially if it was like, especially if it was a Thursday practice. Now we had because that was you know obviously your last practice of the week, and when you start having those little funks, I think. I think as the players, you're kind of not too worried about it. Right. Maybe the coaches is like, okay, like, they started to get concerned. come on, guys. Like, we got a game in two days and y'all aren't doing so hot. So, um, you know, and, and with Coach Houston addressing that, and it definitely looks like the team
5: said, yeah, we better not do that again. And, yeah. It uh,
2: looks like they turned around, they stuck with it, and, you know, obviously had a great performance.
5: 52 to 29, Pirates getting to 3 and 2 on the year. Now, Bryce, they go on the road. To UCF, now, the Knights are still a very talented, mm-hmm. very fast uh, physical football team, but their quarterback's out, Dylan Gabriel. He got hurt the last play of the Louisville game a couple of games ago. They are down a lot of guys on both offense and mm-hmm. defense, and they're coming off a loss against Navy, which was an upset. Oh, right, yeah. So, they this thing's going to go one of two ways here in year one of Gus Malzahn. They're going to bounce back Saturday. Kind of return to form. They are two and zero at home. They could get to three and zero at home, flying high, mm-hmm. feeling good. Or they could let these back to back losses and especially the Navy loss just stay in their heads and just kind of quit on the 2021 season. Right. So th- this is a, a huge game for UCF to bounce back. East Carolina going in with a lot of momentum. Yeah. L- when the schedule came out, I was like, well, this is a loss. Now I feel a little bit different right? heading into Yeah, it. and that's what I was thinking.
2: I said, you know, we're coming off of a high. You know, we're still on this high. They're kind of, all right, what's going on? You know, funk. And i tell you, when we know. I mean, we we tend to, th- seem to play at the level of our competition, I feel like, um, which is good and bad. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with these guys, with this team, however, we've played the last three weeks, um, well, I guess we'll say more recently, you know, last weekend, um, how on fire we were and crisp we looked. Um, and the big thing, you know, we weren't beating ourselves, you know, the unsportsman's likes. I mean, yep. those are huge. You just, those are frustrating um, to have. So, I mean, obviously, it'd be nice to have UCF at home. That would be great. Um, but look, we play on the, you know, you got to play on the road. And I think these guys, if they can keep, you know, sharp week this week, keep this momentum going, be smart. Uh, take advantage of, the, you know, the opportunities. If we get any turnovers, then, I mean, she I mean, why not? I mean, of course, you know, I'm pulling for them, so, uh, or got them, you know, winning, you know. So, if we, you know, it was, it's kind of hard not to play the if game, but, you know, if we beat UCF, it, it'll it uh It'll be pretty. It, it, it,
5: all right, so okay. you guys went down there in 2015. UCF was 0 and whatever at the time, 0 and 10. <laughs> you guys were 4 and 6 but still had a bowl bowl chance. Mm-hmm. You got down 7 to nothing. Traquan Smith, who's a NFL wide receiver with the Saints, right, he scored and went up 7 to nothing, and it was like, oh, God, is ECU going to lose to a winless team? Is this really <laughs> oh, yeah. about to happen? And then you all rolled up 44 in yeah. a row. Uh, let's see if Bryce did anything. On I don't that know game. if
2: I did too much. I, I don't think I scored in that game, which is kind of her. bummer.
5: Let's see what uh, if Bryce did anything here on this game. Bryce, you ain't need, oh there you are, six for forty-seven, no touchdowns, but you yeah. got involved, six yeah, catches. I got
3: involved some.
5: Uh, so you've won in that stadium, but this is an entirely boy. How things have changed since oh this game, gosh, right? Yeah. UCF has been undefeated, and like the talk of the college football world, yeah. and East Carolina is. is Going way down and now trying to fight their way out of the hill, but I don't know. Do you remember anything about that game? That was a Thursday was night game. Thursday, I want say. I
2: think it was rain. Was it like raining before? So I think the atmosphere of the stadium was kind of funky because I don't think it was like you know rowdy or anything like that. I think they were in that well, again. Low, they're zero and eleven. Zero and so. eleven. So <laughs> 0 and ten. Uh, I think it being a little different. Um, you know, when I was when we were there and. Um, you know, I'm sure that's changed now. For you know, from what UCF was to what they are now, but uh, I remember being a real big. It's a big like metal stadium, yep. isn't it? Which is kind they of they call it
5: like the director set. Yeah, that. yeah. So
2: it's not really appealing, but I mean, it's you know, football. It's big, but uh, you nothing crazy. Not not something. You know, not really exciting.
5: They were uh, flag, the crowd was going crazy in the opener against Boise State, and I'm just wondering now. If they're gonna have that that same type of atmosphere after losing two straight and their quarterback being out, because UCF is a team, Bryce, that right now their expectation is win the league, go to one of those big New Year Six bowl games. Mm. You know, they're, that's kind of out of the question at this point. Right, they've lost two, so they've already lost two. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what their mindset is. I kind of, I look. UCF's the ten point favorite but i do like where ecu is right now heading into this game
2: most definitely um like, like i said it gives us a lot more confidence and feel a lot better being uh what three and t- yeah three, three and, and two. two three and two versus oh and five you know i mean um i feel good about it. I'm, re- I'm really anxious for it uh what time is that game
5: that is a six o'clocker on espn plus
2: all right, I think I'm, I think I should be able to watch that. So if you got questions, uh, let me know. Bryce. I'll so, believe now you. you'll be the first one I gotta watch this game. Um, I'm excited about it. I mean, just knowing how these guys are playing, um, goodness gracious, this just I'm just ready to watch it. You know?
5: Yeah, and and uh, maybe some more tight end action for this team as we saw Ryan Jones get going on Saturday. Shane Calhoun, yeah. uh, still in the mix as well. So just adds a, another element, right? When teams start keying in on mm. Sneed uh yep. cj and the two backs in and the, the back two field. backs
2: yeah for real i mean god you just throwing all that i was like well, am working. we got some stuff we, here we got some stuff we got a toolbox yeah <laughs> you know um of course i'd love to you know be able to utilize bow tied in i mean like i said just we got a whole plethora <laughs> i love when
5: you break that word yeah so it's a fan favorite yeah, right yeah. i
2: mean i'd love to see some number 80 action for sure um from shane see him ball out but see everybody ball out and uh
5: everybody firing, you know. Bryce, uh, are kickers football players? Yeah. Okay. He says yes. Shirley, let's take a break. We'll come back. When we return, we'll hear from pirate kicker Owen Daffer. Mm. And we will – Bryce says he is a football player. I like that. I respect that. Mm. And uh, we'll hear from the pirate kicker for the first time in 2021. We got that. We got Pirate Radio Outdoors and a giveaway coming up on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. A lot more to go after this.
0: Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more is Signs and Be sure to stop by their office at 801 Staten Road in Greenville, or you can book an appointment online at SignsIntent.com. Now, let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Brock.
5: Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. I asked Bryce as we were going to break, is Owen daffer a football player or the kickers football players? Matt says he kicked and recovered an onside kick. He's definitely a football player. That was a big play. Good call, Matt. No doubt. Uh, Also, Josh, I will read your comment once we get to Pirate Radio Outdoors in a moment. Got a question, a Pirate Radio Outdoors related question for Bryce coming up uh, later on in the show. But right now, let's continue on our Bud Light ECU report. And here from Pirate kicker Owen Daffer as he talked to the media on Tuesday.
11: Well, Owen, your your first year kicking. I know you were here last year, but just what has this uh, experience been like? Your first time really playing?
3: Uh, it's amazing. I mean, I've always grown up watching college football. The atmosphere is electric. Dowdy's great. Uh, I love, I love the atmosphere. I love the crowd. I love everything about it. So.
9: So you, you seem to be settling in. You, you could sense a little bit of nerves in the first
3: game a little bit, but um, talk about
9: how, how it feels now that you've got a, a few games under your belt.
3: Yeah, so the first game, a shock was not being able to hear. Obviously, I, I've never had to deal with that. But after the first time, you get you get used to it pretty easily, and then you settle in and you appreciate it. I lo- I honestly like not being able to hear. I like away games. It's It's calming. Not like to hear all the crowd and I don't know why, but it kind of calms me down.
11: Coach Houston has described you as a surfer dude, kind of laid back. Is that a fair uh, representation of your personality?
3: Yeah, it's pretty fair. I uh, Back home, I, I love surfing. I love doing uh, being at the beach and just hanging out. Uh, I have a skateboard. I ride around uh, campus on to get to classes and everything, and it's just... What yeah.
0: are some of the things you do on the road when you get to a stadium so when you get to the bounce house? Saturday? What are some of the
3: things you go through? Uh, I just do my regular routine. I go out there, warm up a little bit, uh, make sure my body's loose, go back in, then we all come out as a specialist group and uh, kick, kick a little bit more with the snap and hold, and then just lock in for game time. Do
7: you ever have, like, Go to coach and say, "Hey, I can get, I can
3: get through 50, freeze, or I can get to 55, or 70, or anything like that." Uh, sure. I, I, I let him uh, judge where I should be kicking. I, I don't really intrude in that sense. But my farthest ever is 65. I hit that uh, in a competition for to go to the Polynesian Bowl. My senior year of high school.
11: Sorry about that. What are your uh, your thoughts about this league? You know, y'all come off for a big win and then you have to play, travel to another good team. It's just every every week you're playing a good team. What are your thoughts about just kind of getting through that?
3: Uh, I love competing. Competitions, uh, it's a fun thing for me. Like it, everything I've do, I've done here since I've got here, it's been competition. We have a pool table. We were always competing on that. Uh, practice every single day. We play ping pong all the time. Me and my buddy. So. Everything I do is really a competition, so it's, it's not really much different. I, I don't really try to think too much about uh, the league and the competition too much. I just try to focus in on the game and have fun during the game. What is
11: your
4: process after a kick, make or make?
3: make, or make? Uh, I just go back, to, I go back to the net. So I go back to the net, make sure I uh, continue practicing my fundamentals and making sure I'm hitting the ball well regardless of whatever happens uh, and just trying to clear my mind to, to the next kick regardless if I make it or miss it. I try to stay focused completely on what's going on in the game and what's uh, when to be ready always.
11: What did you learn from Jake Barrett uh, sitting under him and, and watching him last year?
3: I learned that uh, he... He does well with kicking during the game. Like he's a he's a game time player, which is a it's a little bit like kinda personal. So like some people are really good during the game, some people aren't. I've always felt like I'm really good during the game. Like practice obviously you have to do you have to be consistent all week during practice, but he he just had another level. He had a switch during the game and he prepared for Getting ready for that, so that's the biggest thing I saw from him.
9: You can't be perfect all the time, but can you talk about your confidence level? How it's how it's improved as the as the seasons progressed?
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, getting more experience always uh, gives you more confidence, and realizing the different factors in the game, like the crowd noise, uh, those things will give you more experience and unlock different levels of. Uh, understanding of how to do the job and I think I've realized a lot of the things I, obviously there's a couple more things I have to unlock like being in a game time game winner situation I've had uh, I've had the situation where in South Carolina went up 17-14 so I know it's like to be in a big time kicking situation to give us a lead but a game winner I still need that under my belt to really improve more in my opinion
11: over the summer coach you know said that there was a kicking competition and how have you worked or has it made you work harder knowing now there's kicking competition i'm guessing you probably didn't have as much of that in high school considering i'm guessing you're the only d1 kicker on your roster
3: yeah 100 percent. that's uh hit it to a, hit it to a t i've always been competitive though so i go to camps all the time you see a bunch of good kickers you try and compete with them at camps to get uh preferred walk-ons or scholarships to whatever university you go to so in that sense I have had competitions before but every single day repetitive you have to make kicks you have to be consistent and that was it was different it definitely makes you a lot better it's it's insane how much that increases your skill level because you just have to be locked in every single day and a lot of times in high school you you're not always locked in a lot of times your coaches don't have kicking competitions every single day they don't have field goal every single day they just have it one day a week so having it every single day here is it's really smart and it's really it helps your kickers get used to situations and everything like that
5: Owen Daffer, East Carolina kicker first time we're hearing from him in 2021 and I guess you want a surfer dude skateboard bro hmm. as your kicker because very laid back you don't want a high anxiety guy Bryce. Yeah real spazzy <laughs> you don't want a spaz <laughs> kicking your field goals uh, so maybe he's got the perfect temperament for it and uh, we'll see uh, what that means for his career here. He's from Wilmington I was thinking about it during the chat um, Bryce if you, were, if you were from the Williamses from like Wilmington or California I could see you being a surfer instead of a hunter fisherman. You got the kind of laid-back mindset yeah. for it i think what do you Let's think see, well you ever been on a surfboard before no I'm boogie
2: boarding <laughs> but that's been a long time ago um i i don't know i could
5: i don't know i have to be a longboard. yeah you know? yeah might be too tall you might uh i don't know be yeah, too big for a surfboard. like that I
2: seven footer, however big longboards are i'm not sure but
5: I was looking back at the uh, the 2014 roster, trying to remember all the kickers. Kind of run together for me, but yeah. uh, Warren Harvey, great guy. Davis Plowman, we've talked to him. Him and uh, Worth Gregory doing some training for mm-hmm. punters and kickers in the Triangle area. Uh, did you? So I'm, I'm curious, like, how much of the um, the skill guys talk to the special teams <laughs> unit? Did you hang out with any of these dudes? Uh, to talk to them? No, they're kind of in their
2: own world. Yeah, right? they are. They're just kind of their own little. Uh, click and whatnot. I mean, like, you know, if we're all out or something, we'll see, you know, we'll, uh, um, you know, hang out. I may have golf with Plowman and Worth one day. Do- I, yeah. I don't know. It, it's probably not. I don't know. But uh, nah, it was mainly, they just, they, they honestly, they just hung out with their main. Yeah. Their, they had their, their specialist crew. Uh, they would always, I feel like they'd always show up to like parties together. Not yeah. warm, but like uh, Plowman, Jim and. Um, yeah, the long Lawrence snapper there, and, uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like the and uh, they just would all come in as a posse, and it was pretty funny. Chandler
5: as a long snapper. Did you ever get to talk to like the wide receivers and running backs and stuff?
6: I mean, very <laughs> seldom, and then sometimes they would forget who you are. They're like, "Yeah, you know, who the hell are you?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm the guy man. that snaps on uh, when you guys score touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm the one that
2: gets the ball. Well, not rolling, but you know, I'm the I, I start this thing off. You get your hands but on the ball every you time. Yeah. Like yeah. You have your click, like you have your kicker,
6: your punter, and they're and they're usually funny guys. They're usually your yeah. comedians of the team. So.
2: Oh yeah, uh, for some reason I always drifted toward you know with my Shawn being the kicker. I always drifted towards like when the with the when I was in the NFL like with the special like would hang out chat with the specialists or the kickers and things like that. Um I think just because my brother was a kicker.
5: So it's kind of funny how. You You got a soft spot for kickers because you got one in the family. Yeah. That's all right good deal all right we uh we'll take another break shirley rhodes let's make somebody a winner on this wednesday edition of pirate radio live booty, booty 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 everywhere
11: booty
1: booty 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 everywhere all
5: right 317 1250 shirley what is on the line on this wednesday
1: a 15 dollar gift card courtesy of aj mcmurphy all
5: right aj's you can come use that while you hang out at sports trivia tonight we'll have a lot of fun coming up at 8 o'clock watching some NL wildcard action. Uh, what caller are you looking for?
1: I'm going to go with uh, caller number 12.
5: AJ Murphy's I watched some football there on Sunday. Might be back there this Sunday. We'll definitely be there tonight. And you can be a winner right now. We'll take a timeout, come back, and have more for you on Pirate Radio Live after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Congratulations to Jay Searles of Winterville. Picked up a $15 gift card courtesy of AJ McMurphy. Start your football weekend off right at AJ. AJ's. AJ's has live music this Friday night with Straight Wire and the Blenders on Saturday with no cover charge. Come watch the Pirates take on UCF on Saturday at 6 with tons of TVs. And make it a Sunday fun day with brunch and NFL football. And as always, AJ's has great food and ice cold Pirate beverages. Make this weekend an AJ's weekend. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock.
5: Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday, Shirley. People are still trying to figure out the uh, the system. Uh oh. Tyler trying to figure out when to call in. So Shirley mm-hmm. tells me I'm a winner, and he's got the gif of uh, I believe it's is that Zach Galifianakis with all the equations running.
1: Mm. Oh it's, yeah. Uh,
5: Steve Hill has figured it out whatever way. So, he, he always wins. Shirley Anna was eleven.
2: 11? She's I'm 11. I'm
5: like, Dang. Bryce tries to figure it out. He's like, all right, what we'll color? Shirley just said three. All right, we can go now. Yeah. <laughs> so you're getting somewhere. You actually were close today. Dang. So next Wednesday, we'll see if you can crack the code. I'm going to try. Uh, good luck. Dang. Dang. <laughs> a lot of things going on around Whoops. here. <laughs> that's our new sound effect.
1: Whoops. <laughs> I like it's, it. Uh,
5: when we slip up somewhere. Uh, do you got Mark Lindsay's question? We'll see what Bryce got. The
9: keys to victory this week, a little bit, if anything.
5: What are your keys to victory this week a little bit, if anything? Well, I'll tell you what there, Mark. Uh you gotta score more points than the other team. <laughs>
6: yeah. All right.
5: There you go. That's uh, that's the goal. Well, that ain't edge. <laughs>
9: no,
6: that's not edge. <laughs> that's the goal but, for Saturday. I mean keys to victory a little bit, if not anything. Like so is there a possibility that there's no keys to victory?
9: Here it's I gotta hear it again. Oh, okay.
6: Hold
1: on. Yeah. Your keys to victory this week a little
9: bit, if anything.
6: If, anything, if, uh, if there's anything out there,
5: sometimes, and I'm guilty of this too, you, you don't know when to finish a sentence, right? Yeah, and you got to keep yeah. throwing right. some extra words there, and then when you throw those extra words, you're like, well, that's not how you finish a sentence. And right. now I
2: got to throw even more exactly. there. You just keep digging that hole, Mark. <laughs> you match up
9: against this particular ball club as you come into this week. I'm, you know, that's a, a pretty that could play, you know, uh, at the, the higher level. For sure.
11: <laughs> now, I
7: I would,
5: now he finished <laughs> that strong with the for sure. Now he didn't say anything before that, but that's how you finish a sentence
9: for sure. Uh, so like what turkey turkeys got cooked up for Thanksgiving here? I, that's an all-time you know, classic.
6: I didn't hear the uh, I didn't hear the for sure on that last
9: one. Can you play that one one more time? How do you feel like you match up against this particular ball club as you come into this week? I'm, you know that's a, a pretty that could play you know uh, at a higher level for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Blake, where do you feel like you've uh, you've learned the most about your defense so far? Where what have they gotten best, uh, gotten better at, uh, best and? besides what you just
11: talked about,
5: where they got to get better at. Oops. <laughs> we lo- look, we love some Man, Mark Lindsay. He's got love his own dude. style of asking questions. And uh, <laughs> kudos to you players, Bryce, for answering those tough questions.
2: Yeah, they're brain busters. <laughs> We're
9: this week a little bit, if anything. If anything. If anything. If any I like key. that. I- if
5: there's any keys... <laughs> You're right, Chandler. He is kind of <laughs> saying, uh, now there might be no keys at all. Like,
6: yeah, that's why I'm like, yeah. that's you how You go it, out there like, and hope for the say, best there. Say We're going to say a prayer.
5: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put our uniform on, say a prayer, and whatever happens after <laughs> that. No, he's exactly. saying, say it, but if there's none, you don't have to say it. <laughs> yeah. It's multiple choice. <laughs> yes. You you can give me keys, or you could, if there are no keys, I don't want any. Keys. No keys. No, no keys. keys. All well,
2: right. I want to know, what that follow up?
5: He said no keys. If he just, uh, <laughs> all right, okay, thank you. He writes on his pad, no keys. All right. <laughs> all right, uh, Bryce, question, uh, as we dive into Pirate Radio Outdoors here from Josh on Facebook Live. Tell Bryce, I've seen some studs on my trail cam. Ask Bryce uh, if he prefers cell trail cameras or old school ones. You have to go out and check. Well. Or what would uh? Or what's the third option, uh, if anything? If, 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 if anything, anything. If there's, <laughs> <laughs> some people don't do anything. Exactly. They just go out there.
2: Uh, well, I'd like to. That's good. He's got some studs. That's always you know as a deer hunter, and if you got your own property and putting time in, yada yada yada, and you find a big you know deer on your camera, that's great. So, good job, Josh. I'd love to see what you got. You know, and then if you could share that somehow, see what you know, see what he's. I uh, always like to see what people are. Have you
5: on the face space on
2: the lamp. I think I do. I don't really get on Facebook. I don't think yeah. on Marketplace.
5: Just oh, that's right. I, that's where you find your yeah, deals. That's yeah. where I
2: find my deals. Um, I mean, convenience wise, definitely the cell. You know, your the set your cellular uh, trail cameras, which pretty much you could be in bed
5: and oh, so you check the phone that goes
2: off and you're like, oh dang, he's in the corn right now. And oh, you get a notification like, oh, yeah. when it when something. Pops. Yeah, and you gotta pay for cell service. Obviously, they're a little more expensive um, and whatnot. So, well, if I could, if I did it, you know, had land to do it, I'd shoot. I'd probably prefer the diagram sail ones, and that way I save you know, more efficient. So, yeah. old school, are you seeing it live,
5: or do you go back and watch?
2: Yeah, it? so old school, you know, you have to go there and you got an SD card, you can most oh, of the time okay. nowadays you can have like an adapter to your phone. You can see them all right there, delete what you want, save what you want, and um, you know, then stick it back in the card. So, I mean. You may have to be, could be a little more careful, you know, as far as scent and making too much of a ruckus out there. But, uh, shit, I got my buddy, his, before he did some cell cameras, he would put corn out there next leave and 10 minutes later, bam, deer in the corn. So there's a convenience factor to it. I don't think there's any, I don't know. I mean, if you got some iffy
5: deer, stupid question, probably because I'm ignorant on these topics, but. Are there like legal and illegal things you can do to lure deer?
2: No, I mean, well, some states. Now, North Carolina, you can hunt with corn. You okay, know, hunt over a corn pile, spread it out, and everything. Now, I don't know what. I think in some other, some states you can't be over a bait pile. Okay, um, but heck, you put corn out of there, ain't? They might not want to go. Eat. They might not want to go out to eat. You know that night. They might, right, they might eat, eat in. They might eat in. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> honey, we ate out last night. We are not going to that corn pile tonight. Exactly. Um, I mean, it definitely helps. Um, I mean, but sometimes you think the
5: deer asks the wife, "What do you want to eat?" And she don't know, just like humans don't know. They might. <laughs> you, think, you think they have that problem just too? like we do? Yeah. What okay. do you, I don't know? I'm not. I don't know what. What do you want? I, exactly. You well, want I'm asking acorns. you what you <laughs>
2: want. You want to go to the soybean field? You want acorns? Hey, you know, honey, acorns only come in a certain time of the season, so we got to <laughs> take it, advantage of it. You want the corn? You want to go to the corn field? The corn pile. <laughs> feeling something green tonight? Exactly. So they're going to the soybeans. At least <laughs> early season soybeans. So sure. you know, it's tricky stuff, but. uh <laughs> Deer hunting, I tell you, but sometimes you're sometimes you're better off set just setting over like a, a, a mock scrape or a, well, you can set up a mock scrape and or if you find scrapes, rub lines, deer trails, sometimes those are more effective than corn piles. Cause you just imagine if you're going to a corn pile, whole summer, bam, bam, that's where it is, and then you go a few times, well, daggum, there's no corn here. You're gonna go back to there the next night, oh, no, you know. So you're gonna be like, "Well, shoot." But uh, yes, that's a little spill on corn pile. He actually just sent me something. Sent. Wait. Tap to see blurred image.
5: Oh yeah. Wait. How you got a? Uh, how many pointer? How, what, how many? He's in a field. What we got there? We got a one, two, three, four. Looks like we got
2: a eight pointer. Wow. All right. So look. So he so how you can judge deer? People can't see this, but i'd shoot him shoot him. i'd take a. would take a slap at him but like you i mean the length that their legs look long how far down the neck goes into the chest that shows that's what, all the age, the, or the age if like yeah. he looks more of like a, a thicker body of course you know the legs look a little shorter it looks like that's he's older. ate some
5: corn in his life he
2: ate some corn because that neck goes down he's got a little brisket there
5: all right you know, maybe like a bryce says a human what is your favorite style of corn to eat Man, You got your on the cob. You got, you know, cream corn.
2: I like that silver queen on the cob. On the cob. Oh, my gosh. So, which cream corn's good, but, man, I bet between my family and Anna's family, we could eat a um, whole row of corn. (laughs) It is so good. So, Mary and his mom, the next time you have corn on the cob, it's just mayonnaise and Parmesan cheese Hmm. and you and butter maybe there's some butter mixed in there and you just mix that and put that on the corn cob and then obviously some black pepper i tell you it is so good
5: i've never thought to it do is, any of that before is, outside brothers. of the butter and the salt and pepper yeah
2: so you do mayonnaise parmesan cheese mix it all up and put oh my gosh okay I'm hungry.
5: i'll try that i'll check that out all right so uh bryce loves his ecu football but he also loves his fishing i do and uh Maybe not by, by complete choice, but you said right. you uh missed most of the game this past weekend. I did.
2: I was I tell you, I'd all put on my head, we're going fishing offshore, cool. Um Well we have a three thirty start last week. Three thirty start. Yeah. Kick off. And I was like, well heck, I'll surely be in by like
5: two or you know,
2: three at the latest. And uh I think, well heck okay. Leave the dock at six in the morning, we go every which way. We went ended up going. Sixty miles out, trying to catch swordfish. Um, didn't do that, but just bouncing. The guy we're with um, knows what he's doing, and he loves some fishing. And
5: um, he doesn't really care about the football game. No, I, okay. I think
2: I was the only one who really cared about <laughs> the football game. So I was kind of uh a, 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 outnumbered there. Yeah, um, I didn't say anything about it because I was like, "Ah, shoot! I'm sure we'll be back in time." And uh, Sure enough, I kept looking at the phone. I'm like, dang, God, it's 1 o'clock. We got an hour and a half ride in. Yada yad, yad. yad and long story short, we didn't get back to the dang end of the canal till I think it was probably like 4.30,
5: 4.45. So we're looking almost halftime here. Yeah. 5
2: o'clock. I remember when I looked at my phone, there was like 10 minutes left in the third quarter. And I was right. like, okay, okay, I can at least watch some. Well, then they wanted to go on a sunset cruise. And then it just... Then I had it on my phone, right? And I was like, ESPN yeah, watch, watching it. And I was quick to say, look, you've been going all day. <laughs> Time to hang out with me. I'm like, all right. So unfortunately, I didn't get to watch any of the game just to highlight. I did actually see the touchdown that, uh, ironically, that um, Mason Garcia threw. Yeah. So I did see that. I was like, oh, that was cool. And uh saw we were winning when we were in the turn base and then all that. So it was... I was torn, you know. I wanted well, to watch ECU, but I wanted to fish.
5: Hey, you got another week coming up this week where you're yeah. going to watch the Pirates take on UCF. What would you, uh, real quick? What'd you catch?
2: Uh, we caught some amberjack, uh, barracuda, a few dolphin.
5: Barracuda, like the, like real like <laughs> barracuda with the teeth. Oh
2: yeah. So I didn't catch him, but my I guess you could say he's my friend. He's Jay's age. I guess he's a friend. Can you okay. can have a friend? He's you're my friend. Acquaintance. You're, you're older than you know. I we're we're, we're we're buddies. We're buddies. We're friends. Pals. So we're yeah. So we're uh jigging over um like sort of bottom uh, bottom fishing are jigging for some bee liner bee liners. Yeah. And um which is you know good eating fish and he's jigging out over you know a big spinning reel, hooks one, he's reeling up and then all of a sudden his rod goes and like takes off. And then they catch him to burkie.
5: Oh wow. Yeah, that is see. a big animal. It's me and Anna. Wait, wait. Oh, here you go. Yeah, oh, a, look at them teeth been. on that thing. So that's real. Do you eat those? No, no. I think okay. some
2: of the barracudas they They're high in mercury. Okay. Look where he got gaffed.
5: I mean, they're like dinosaur fish. He will. Oh not be my to, God. He will not be able to see very well, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> right through the eye. And then
2: here's uh, one of the amberjack I they We call it. Oh, them that's
5: a nice reef donkeys. Reef donkeys, yeah, okay. reef donkeys. If a um, barracuda got onto your hand, how much would that hurt? It would hurt a lot. Do uh, they look? Ooh, do they feel as barracuda. dangerous as they look? You know what I'm saying? Like they I look, don't think
2: they're gonna attack you, but I mean, you okay. start doing—they're probably something.
5: scarier than they actually are. They are. You know what I'm saying?
2: Uh, but they're wild. I mean, they're—it was cool watching them fight that. Yeah, that's neat. DW um, caught some dolphin, and which is always fun because you know that's your mahi tacos. This is nice and mellow
5: there. It Shirley. is, Shirley, I don't know if we're gonna get our last break in today, Arlo. We'll no, we'll make up for it. When tomorrow. we
1: hit the mellow,
5: that's when we've you gone had too far. Too far. No.
1: Oh, dang, it's, uh, how did ten minutes go
2: by just like that?
5: Because we're just uh, just a couple guys talking fishing, bro. <laughs> yeah, Y'all right. are two
6: pals talking <laughs> fishing. Yeah,
2: but well, yeah, so it was good. We know we had some ate some cobia. Um, they, so the cobia, believe it or not, we're out there trolling, and he's he's swimming right next to the boat. We're how do like, you spell
5: that? C O B I A. Oh, there it is.
2: And uh, somewhere right next to the boat, I'm like, well, y'all catch him? So we, I mean, like, right next to the boat. And sure enough, they pitched it out there.
5: That is a long, slender and, uh, fish, ain't uh, it? Yeah.
2: And if they can get big, they can get up to 100 pounds. Wow. Ours is about, like, that size. And sure enough, just pitched it to him right next to the boat and Psh, caught him. And it's like, well, bud, you're Well, y'all
5: must there. be living right then. He wanted yeah. to get caught. And it's like, well, bud, you're going in the box. Yeah.
2: With not your choice. <laughs> night, night.
5: Bryce. Enjoyed it, buddy. Yeah, we're out of time. It. That's crazy. I know. Hey, hey
6: Where guys, the time go? I saw a picture on Twitter and it shows the top three rushing leaders in the American Conference. Of course, Keaton Mitchell leads the conference with 574 yards rushing, which is six in college football. I did the math 426 yards is needed to be the first running back. Did he already say that? No, no, no. no. Oh, uh, I was going to say, that. Go uh, ahead. To be the first thousand yard rusher since Fantavious Cooper.
5: Wow, twenty fourteen. There we go. Totally. See if we can be a grander, a grander. I like that. Yeah, never heard the that that fishing one. term. Okay, looking for our first grander since Cooper back in fourteen. Bryce, pie- oh prediction. Oh, ECU wins
2: Bye. Dang it! I mean, we scored fifty two Yeah. I mean, but I think it's gonna be a tight game. I'm going ECU thirties. Is that possible? Yep. 37.
5: UCF 31. We'll see you Thursday, 3 o'clock on an all-new edition of
0: Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.